Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ. And we like to talk about the radios. So let's get started, shall we? Hello, Leia. I noticed you were crinkling plastic as we were doing the opening. Love that. Love that about you. <laughs> Love that for everyone. <laughs> such a such a fan of the plastic. <laughs> Love the crinkly variety. How are you? We should cheers, I guess. There, you already had the cheers. little coops. By the way, everybody, if you're like me and you hate washing glasses, and that just inevitably turns into a nightmare when it comes to champagne flutes, consider the classier option: the coupe, the champagne coupe, not like the car. <laughs> like Fill your entire coupe. <laughs> no, it's British. It's a coupe. <laughs> I don't know what kind of accent that was. Uh, fill the entire thing with champagne. A coupe is a low, flat champagne glass. Very easy to clean. It goes in the dishwasher great. Go And they fit in the dishwasher. That's right. That's yeah. that's a cheers I made for a me. Mi- I made a mistake buying our wine glasses and not making sure that there was that's clearance. That's a thing. That's a big thing in my book because mm-hmm. I hate cleaning stemware. Mm-hmm. I break them. I am not that guy. You don't want to put me on that duty specifically, but yeah, as my champagne flutes can attest, which oh, which they gone. can't, they, <laughs> they can't, can't, they cannot. <laughs> no, you, you killed the witnesses. <laughs> no flutes can. I guess that on makes them the victims. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, thanks everybody for clicking on the Ham Radio Crash Course. We like to kick off the show with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. Now, this, I think, I think I've done this minute before, but it is so important that I'm going to mention it again, and it's truly no, a minute. If you've done it before, I'm not going to let you proceed. What? You're not. I... I don't think that's how this works. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think how any of, none of it works this way. This is a reminder to everyone to have coax adapters. Mm. Please go buy yourself a coax adapter and then buy two more. There should be one coax adapter. I would recommend that you get the SO239 coax connection on one end and the BNC male on the other end. That for you portable operators, is likely going to be the one that you forget. What if your adapter doesn't identify as male? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it can identify whatever it wants to, <laughs> but as long as it takes the coax PL239 <laughs> and connects it into a BNC female, I don't care. What if? The BNC doesn't identify as female. <laughs> I, like I said. You know, this is a problem because, you know what? I um, I don't ask permission before I connect my coax to my radio. Oh, my God. We're canceled. Yeah. The, the this is a problem. Is canceled. I've never asked before. That's a problem. <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm I'm putting a video out on a really cool kit that I bought months and months ago. I've been using this thing for a long time. This is kind of like on the far left. Well, not actually. I don't know what side of this is actually. (laughs) But it's on a very far side of wherever you're at with coax adapters. It's literally like a make-your-own special connector thing. So it's like all. It it supports all the genders. 
including oh. all the diversities of connections. Uh, but all connections matter. All connections matter. Please have some extra coax <laughs> adapters. Canceled. This podcast is <laughs> what did we do? What have we done? <laughs> Please have the adapters, have extras, and uh, spend a little bit more money. Probably not the ones you get off of Amazon. I like to pick them up at Hamfest. I always am picking up extra ones at the the HRO whenever I go there. They are the one thing you will be the maddest at yourself if you forget it at home. And you will forget it eventually. You will go on an activation. You're heading out too fast, and maybe you messed with your bag the weekend before. It's just not the same. You go out there and boom, you're missing the vital piece. You've got the standard coax connector and all of a sudden you're trying to plug it into a BNC and you're like, well, my day's shot and you don't want to be there. So, so there you go. All right. Reminder on our announcements. We're not going to do the song like we did last week. Join our weekly HRCC nets. You can go to the website and it is literally HRCC.link. Yeah. Lima, India, November Kilo. There For the go. Digital Net Thursdays, which happen tonight at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and our Friday HF Net. No website, because that's entirely coordinated on our Discord. If you go to the hashtag HF-Net, it's a great time with great people. Go check it out. Hamcation, I will be there February 10th through the 12th is the event, although I will be showing up on Thursday, and I am staying at the Rosen Hotel. I am told that is where all the action is or at least adjacent to action so go I check that like out i wasn't like i was told about this event last week but i wasn't like consulted La like <laughs> and that did you did you want the show coordinators to contact that, you about that, this or that could be a real problem for you <laughs> just what well, i've we definitely talked about this we definitely we talked about it <laughs> I don't know that there was a definitive answer from my side. So I see. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sorry about that. I might just be a little delirious. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Which is a perfect time. Leia, would you like to take a test? Mm. <laughs> Your delirium is the right time for ham radio testing. All right. Well, I am on question one of 35. Haven't passed a general practice test yet. Ever. In your entire life. <laughs> In my life. How close to the upper edge of the phone segment should your displayed carrier frequency be when using three kilohertz wide upper sideband? A, at least three kilohertz above the edge of the band. B, at least three kilohertz below the edge of the band. C, at least one kilohertz above the edge of the segment. D, at least one kilohertz below the edge of the segment. The answer is B, at least three kilohertz below the edge of the band. You got it. I did. It was kind of a variation of last week's question. There's I thought actually... it was the same question. Nope. There are a couple <laughs> questions that read identical. Well, it might have been, but um, yeah, anyway. There are a couple questions like that. Just keep that in mind. What is the relationship between the transmitted symbol rate and bandwidth? A, higher symbol rates require wider bandwidth. B, lower symbol rates require wider bandwidth. C, symbol rate and bandwidth are not related. D, bandwidth is always half the symbol rate. Hmm. Mm. Uh, 
the answer is A, higher symbol rates require wider bandwidth. Yes. And if you go watch my video about the laws that were proposed at Congress, they didn't go through because it was at the end of their session. We are told that they're going to bring them back. And one of those things is to propose to the FCC or require the FCC gets rid of symbol rate and goes to just bandwidth rate, which and then they'd set an upper what bandwidth. What is symbol rate? It's literally the character rate that you're transmitting. And so there is a ratio to character rate to bandwidth size. Okay. Right? But there is a character baud it's a baud rate limit okay. basically that we have. If we go to a bandwidth limit, we likely will have more space that we can do digital on per transmission, mm. which will allow us, you know, here's the cool part about this. So write to your congressman. If yes, if you go to a high if you go to a bandwidth limit, you set it like three K, like mm. like your example in the last question, or two point eight kilohertz, something like that, you could send more data faster. Ooh. I got that one wrong. Oh. <laughs> so uh, the next question reads, why must the metal enclosure of every item of a station equipment be grounded? A, it prevents a blown fuse in the event of an internal short circuit. B, it ensures that hazardous voltages cannot appear on the chassis. C, it prevents signal overload. D, it ensures that the neutral wire is grounded. Mm. And I selected B. It ensures that the hazardous voltages cannot appear on the chassis, and that is correct. Good. Good. You don't want the hazardous voltages. You know that. Okay, I don't want to uh, belabor this point, but once upon a time, it was it was more likely that this happened that you'd have like a some kind of stray RF or voltage that would actually be on the chassis. Well, that extends through mic cables and into microphones. And people Shocking. have shocked their lips. <laughs> They've gotten RF burns on their lips. They've gotten a little hit of the voltage, if you will. Uh, so, yeah. You don't want that. Got it. What is the RMS voltage of a sine wave with a value of 17 volts peak? A, 24 volts. B, <laughs> 34 volts. C, 8.5 volts. Or D, 12 volts. Uh, the answer is 12 volts, which doesn't make any sense to me right now. So I'm going to move on. Oh, okay. I, th I, I hate to say this, but I think I'm getting sick again. Oh, my I've been goodness. Coughing up phlegm all day. Oh, that's good. And my voice has like completely changed today. It is a different sounding voice. Yeah. So. People are going to ask if I have a different co host, which is going to be weird. <laughs> For me to explain. <laughs> Which of the following causes opposition to the flow of alternating current in an inductor? A. Reluctance. B. Admittance. C. Conductance. Or D. Reactance. The answer is D. Reactance. Good. Awesome. Excellent. Let's... Let's go ahead and move along. <laughs> that's... that's the answer. Put that to memory. Yes. <laughs> Reactance. Oh, you're done. I'm done. Oh, okay. You said move along. <laughs> that was my fifth question. What a good cue. <laughs> if you'd like to study along with Leia, maybe not when you're sick and phlegmy, but hey, you know what? Sometimes cuddling up in bed with a good ham radio practice exam is just what you want to do. 
and we suggest hamstudy.org. It is a free website. You make an account. You can take practice tests, and the best part is it gives you metrics. And as ham radio operators or ham radio curious, you yeah. love metrics. Deaf. <laughs> yeah. So go check out hamstudy.org. If you'd prefer a book, did you just snap? <laughs> yeah. Legit. <laughs> <laughs> go check out the Gordon West books. We have links to all of them for Technician General or Extra. They're available on Amazon. Highly recommended. And I'm told that I am in the technician book that he put out recently. So yeah, yes, that's fun. That's a real labor of love for Gordon West. Oh, yeah. I think he puts I, a lot of time and, and effort into everything he does. But the books are a definite labor I, of love. He just cycles through making them. <laughs> he just <laughs> A new question pool comes out. He puts all the effort into making that one. The new question pulls can well, come out. It, it's almost as though he's never really not busy with the books because they're staggered. Yeah. So you're always just kind of working on something. Right? Mm -hmm. He's always just doing something. He's always a busy guy, busy guy. And if you prefer your learning in the audio format, we highly recommend the Fast Track series to your ham radio license books that are on Audible. We have a link in the show notes for all this stuff if you are so inclined. And if you pick up Audible and it's your first time ever using it, you get a book for free. And that is a book as long as you have an account, you're good to go. And we, again, recommend the Fast Track series. All right, Leah, it's your favorite time. We get to hear about some reviews that people wrote. It is my favorite time. On the Apple Podcast. So last week we asked for your comments to be placed on the Apple Podcast, and, and you did. Not once, not twice, but thrice. <gasps> wow. So if you want to, join the conversation by leaving a review on the Apple Podcast for the Ham Radio Crash Course and or emailing us at leah at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious. And we appreciate it. All right. So QTR Ponderosa writes, Hey. Really appreciate your channels. So I'll include the podcast and the YouTubes and the wow. Discords and the Facebooks and all the things. And the Tickety Talks. The Somebody referred to it as the, that clock app, <laughs> which I thought was funny. I got started in ham radio later in life, mid-50s, with my technician license two years ago. I'll give you one. There you go. Congratulations. Congratulations. Currently studying for my general, I found your channel a couple of years ago and have learned much about our hobby. Open parentheses. I don't really care for this term because I see hams being more than this and service. So he's commenting on the hobby aspect. Ah. You have provided great avenues for me to do research on my own. Great launching pad, if you will. That is something I try to do. Hopefully give you enough information and how-tos, but really encourage you to go. Warms learn. Josh's old heart. That's my old... Wow. Like, nice. <laughs> I'm about to die. Don't say that. I currently... You have to outlive me. I currently only have a Yesu FT3DR and like using it in my vehicle. So your car antenna do's and don'ts, that was a podcast we did recently, is timely. In this episode, you give great information on antennas and mounts, but what I have an extremely hard time finding information on is the vehicle-specific ways to run the coax in my vehicle, so any information on those lines, if they exist, would be greatly appreciated. I did hear your suggestion on searching, but I have uh, been fruitless in that endeavor. I will keep researching for drilling 
well. I cringe thinking about it. Thank you again. Keep up the good work. I am getting rid of the Nissan Leaf as part of it. I will be taking the radio equipment out of it most likely. And I plan on making a video just showing how I routed some things, really, mm. um, just so that people can see it. It was nothing fancy in the Nissan Leaf. The The truck will be a little bit showier in the cleanliness of the wiring, but hopefully you'll get the idea. So look forward to that. This is from Jay Kais, and it says, great show. I'm a newbie, and I'm just getting started in ham radio. I found the podcast to be both informative and and entertaining Aww, infotainment exactly, if you will exactly what we strive for as, as inadvertently was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, next comment this is from kk7iww great podcast been watching the youtube channel and now i found the podcast great shows in both places love your information 73 from eric kk7 i w w well thank you all we really do appreciate the comments that's the only real way leia knows that this podcast is actually worth anyone's time is the comments that are on apple Podcasts. so thank you for taking the time the extra effort to doing that and we really do appreciate it thank you are you ready are you ready are you ready i'm ready into the ready? unknown i will go i'm big ready for i shall fear no man or peace one foot after the other for I prepare to survive. Thanks again, Kevin, for sending us that. I'm not allergic to bees. <laughs> Kevin's quite the talent. Kevin's got to catch us up on how he's doing with um, with with living the way he has to now after getting DX contact after DX contact after DX. Contact. <laughs> like, what does he do? Like, how? What was the withdrawals like after his first time on single side band ten meters? He's just been doing every soda he can. <laughs> I, I took up crack. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course not. Uh, but yeah, Leia, what what are you going to dazzle us with in the preparedness corner this week? Well, this comes from user future underscore train underscore 9723 on our slash preppers. <laughs> the question is, if you were building your dream compound on 10 acres... Okay. How would you physically secure it? Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> so, not talking guns, ammo, etc., what infrastructure would you put in place and Crocodile have moat. a secure land holding? <laughs> Fences, gates, blackberry brambles, motion lighting, occasional jersey barriers. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Electric fence, razor, moat. Or creek, it's, check hedgehogs. It's it's a, uh, it's a check hedgehog. It's a group of surly gentlemen from New Jersey. <laughs> They're just bouncers. You strategically place <laughs> of the Jersey Shore variety. Well, first you have to make the shore, <laughs> and then they've got a like laundry gym. You gotta tan. have you gotta have a laundry <laughs> system set up. And let me just say. Lots of Jaeger bombs. Okay. <laughs> That's so you just set out a bunch of Jaeger and wait. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you gotta build a trap. <laughs> but it it's called a snook you. <laughs> okay, I'm really getting sick. My my neck hurts. <laughs> Not fun. 
I'm getting ca- I'm getting caught up in the triple demic. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I'm man. There's a funk abound in in down here in Southern California. I got it. I was coughing up phlegm for the last like two weeks. You did this to no, me? No, I didn't. I think this is just the. Oh, this is the tail end of what we had before. I'm I'm guessing. I, I had was it. good. I was like I was good too. I was hundo. feeling I was feeling yeah, good. Like fancy free. <laughs> I was frolicking. I felt so good. I went to the doctor <laughs> for something totally unrelated. Didn't even bring up being sick. <laughs> See, you know what they say about the doctors? We... Only sick people go to the doctors. <laughs> It got me thinking if I had 10 acres of land. This question. What would I do with it? Like just to live off the land. Definitely like solar everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Solar barricades. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Because we all know that solar on the outside of your property actually attracts oh, criminals. Yeah. Anything because... that looks like it's valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Um. So, I mean, solar, like, uh, on the main, like, right outside the main areas, right? Well, you want to place them where they have the best sun exposure. Sure, right? sure. And just wire them to whatever you're And then I need a to. well. Oh, yeah, got to have a well. Yeah. Um, that would run off the solar. Right, right. I mean, that's yeah. the point. Yeah. And a water tower. You know, and a water tower. Yeah, just in case nobody's gonna come looking for your resources. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be like a, a an animaniac's water tower. It just be a lower water tower. You know, I'm pretty sure the height is part of the importance of a water tower. I guess it depends where it feeds to. Well, there's a thing called gravity, mm-hmm. and that's how water towers generally work. Yeah, but what if you just dumped into a lower tank? Like, it's just a backup water tower. Like a casual water tower? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just chilling with my water? You know what like we call those, Leah? Just in case water. We call those above-ground pools. <laughs> That's a no, casual water tower. No, it would be tower. a tower. But then you'd, you'd basically need, like, woods, right? So you'd have to grow, like, trees mm-hmm. that... An grow. obfuscation tree. Yeah, but also so that, like, you could cut some down if you needed firewood in the future. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is so the long need... game <laughs> on... <laughs> you, and then when you cut one down, you plant... A new... Well, I guess you... you don't have to plant um, the acorns or whatever. <laughs> you Mechanism know, nature. nature will take over. <laughs> this, this device called a tree <laughs> seems to... T- History shows they seem to take care of themselves. Okay. <laughs> and then you need, uh, then you need orchards, right? For your wine, your your well, apocalypse and, wine and fruit. Because okay. I mean, if anybody's played Farmville, you know that you, you need to grow crops and trees. Okay. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got a decent amount of like cornfield. I guess for grain, the, corn, you and have, wheat. I mean, you're you're <laughs> depleting ten acres real fast. Like, yeah, ten yeah. acres is pretty much gone. You don't even have. You haven't even gotten to the defenses yet. Well, the defenses are on the outside of the forest. What would those defenses be? Um, blackberry brambles black, to start. What if they were like elderberry brambles? Well, I think the 
blackberry brambles is because they're so thorny. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't think elderberries are. I, I don't know. I'm just because um, you're sick. I thought we'd go elderberry, but yeah. <laughs> I would really invest in one of those uh, those attack sirens, you know, and attack lights. <laughs> so oh yeah, that, the yeah. attack lights we've talked yes. about on the podcast. The ag- <laughs> the aggressively strong lights. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So here's here's the problem with all of these. A couple of things you've mentioned already just really makes defending your property difficult because people can hide in trees. They're obfuscated by trees. It's cover. Yeah. So a sneaky individual or multiple sneaky individuals could easily get up to your property by just, you know, but they'd going have through to, the trees. They'd have to get through the brambles. Yeah, I mean, how many brambles are we talking about? I mean, like a lot of brambles. And you're still going to need like a gate. So there's obviously going to be a weak spot. Somewhere there's going to be a weak spot that they can kind of sl- shimmy through. Yeah, but that's where you put the tire spikes in. That's where you put the, the, the Jersey <laughs> guardsman. It's called an occasional Jersey barrier. An occasional Jersey That's barrier. I have to look that So I'll, 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 let me rant for a second on this. There is a book. I believe it's from Rawls. Is it James Henry Rawls? Some, somebody will know. Um, but it's called oh, Patriots. Oh, my God. Do you know what a Jersey barrier is? I, it's probably like a K-rail or something. Yes. Is it a K-rail? Yes. Is that what they call them on the East Coast? We call them K-Rails. They're called Jersey-style barriers. <laughs> that's what they are. Oh, that's not stopping anybody. What? That's bad advice. Future train. <laughs> so the, this book, it's been around What's for a long What's a Czech time. hedgehog, though? A Czech hedgehog? Yeah. See, that's a like... hedgehog in a, in a tracksuit. <laughs> Instant friends with the occasional. This is a Czech hedgehog. Why don't you? You know what? I really depend on you for these things. That's, oh, that's that's a Czech. That's like hedgehog. a D. That's a D Day like uh, beach obstruction. Oh yes, they call mines. them Czech hedgehogs. Yeah, I see. I didn't know that. I just now you know. Um. Wow. Okay. I did not know that's what the name of those was. All right. So the. Anyway, in this book, they discuss a lot in the defense of this property that they had. Tripwire. Sure, of course. Here's your problem, okay? No matter what kind of security you put up, whether it's a fence or blackberry brambles or occasional jerseymen, anyone that is that insistent to get to your property Mm -hmm. can do that, right? And then they don't even really need to do that much. They just need to throw a couple of Molotov cocktails at your home and just light the whole thing on fire, right? right? If you get right down to it, that's all they really need to do. Yeah. The chaos of all of that, they just wait in the darkness for you to come outside and just shoot you. Mm. Done. That Not that complicated, right? So I often mean, the best defense- that one TV show seem real weird. Which TV show? The one with- uh, The Jersey Shore? I the know, The time-traveling- right? video game thing peripheral yeah that makes it real weird no it's not at all actually that is not weird because what were they using for perimeter security people drones oh (laughs) no you're wrong people with haptics 
yeah, those people, those haptics connected to the drones that they had doing a constant perimeter sweep. So drones is on my list now. <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's the totally logical. Haptics is also yes. on my list. So you need a cerebral implant. That doesn't exist. You got to talk to Elon for that. So that's not happening. We're screwed, Leia. Doesn't even matter how many acres you give us. So oftentimes the best defense is just uh, visibility, not having trees, not having things that obstruct your view outward. And somebody suggested just being the whole 10 acres being inside a mountain. (laughs) Carve out a mountain. Hey, that's a way. There, there's these things, and here's here's this other thing. Not talking guns, right? We're not even at the the act of defense. We're just talking about how to make something more defendable. There's these things called LPOPs, listening posts and observation posts. Those are often outside of the space mm-hmm. of where you live, this mm-hmm. whole area, and someone goes in there. It's highly camouflaged, and they're basically surveying the area, almost like a watch person looking for people that are trying to get on the property an occasional journey a jersey shoreman right what... <laughs> an occasional jersey shoreman yeah now we're adding more <laughs> good absolutely fantastic <laughs> can't wait for the memes that somebody cooks up on that one so you use that as a way of communicating back to quote-unquote home base mm-hmm. it says hey there's you know three people are coming in at 12 o'clock you know 12 o'clock due north whatever um providing that information that is a solid defense. What does that require? A human being, right? Now you can replace human beings because those are also fallible, but they're not as fallible as like a CCTV camera that can malfunction. Sure. You could put up cameras. You could put up microphones. You could literally put microphones all over the place that could be transmitting back like just like our ring cameras do that say, we heard a noise, glass breaking like the Amazon Echo does. Or, yeah. You know, a myriad of things exist that... A bunch of Amazon Echoes. A bunch of Amazon <laughs> Echoes. Just... <laughs> that would be the worst. And But but they're in a cannon. <laughs> shoot the Echoes at people. So here are some ideas that mm-hmm. came from the thread. Uh, this one says, I have more than 10 acres. We have barbed wire cattle fences, clear signage, it's private, cameras, and motion lights at key points like shed, house, driveway, plus dogs. Right when we moved into this place, we got burgled. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. What a proof Burglary. of concept. It's James Wesley Wal- Rawls, by the way. Okay. Just so we're, yeah. This was pre-security. Uh, for for this compound of ten acres. Oh, oh, this this was before the right. concertina and, wire and and the um and the cops basically told them that they like having cameras because cameras is are what help get convictions. Right. It, it it's not when it's not an apocalypse situation or whatever. Cameras are great because they record the information. You can use that later. Uh, you can make a quite a stealthy but resilient barrier out of shoulder-to-shoulder cement-fixed hedgehogs bound together with generous barbed wire, trees planted between them, and a lot of blackberry hiding it all. After a few years, it would just look like a thicket, but if you try to ram a truck through it, you're in for a surprise. <laughs> so if anybody wants to as well, look up concertina wire. Uh, that is some fantastic stuff. You could use that for all kinds of interesting things to defend a, a point. 
the most common combination appears to be very common sense fences, cameras, motion sensors, spotlights, and dogs. Mm. Yeah. Dogs are good. Dogs are really good for defense in that kind of situation. If it's truly fenced in, they can't get out. Mm -hmm. Dogs are a great deterrent. But in this kind of situation, right, if you're like, end is the world or whatever that we know it, they'll just shoot the dogs. <laughs> if a dog comes running at you, you just pop. Sorry, puppy. That's horrible. I mean, you got to. They're going to kill. I mean, dogs, again, we talked yeah. about this, like, you know, things that I stay up thinking about is just these like, if this, then that, if this, then that. Well, why? You know, blah, 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 all that stuff. Yeah. All so right. You get the idea. Those are uh, those are the ideas. You guys let us know. How would you secure a 10 acre compound? And if you'd like to let us know, the best way to do it is to join Or do the you have a 10 hour, a 10, a 10, hour 10 compound. acre compound? I rent it <laughs> in 10 hour increments. If you, have, if you have a 10 acre compound, you let us know how do you secure it. <laughs> in my case, my 10 hour compound is the, uh, the couch fort that I built at the Motel 6. <laughs> Quite resilient. So the show topic today. All right. So today's is discussion for today is go on to the show. The topic of today's show is. Gentlemen, let's get down to business. I already know Leia's going to hate this topic. Okay. Here's the title. Then maybe you don't do it. If you're looking, <laughs> if you're looking to buy a radio, and it's in stock, you should probably just buy it. What? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. This is January 2023, the time of recording. And so we're in the first quarter of 2023. Things are shaping up to me, just looking at the ham radio tea leaves of, you know, what's going on, that we could find ourselves in a state where the supply of radios is low and the costs have gone up higher than they are now. I think we are at that precipice point. There's a couple of little, little bit of research, market research that I've done. You're saying that radios will go the way of eggs? Yes. Well, I buy them by the dozen. Who Man. doesn't? Ch Chickens really impact a lot more than you'd expect. That's right. <laughs> so I did some market research in the form of going to the major vendors or the major retailers and looking at their supplies literally they just say whether this is in stock or out of stock dx engineering though gives you the extra i'll give them the extra nod that they tell you if there is more than 10 of something in stock right this was helpful so let's let's talk about some of these right off the bat the icom 7100 i mentioned this because it's one of the radios i'm looking at putting in the f-150 out of stock gigaparts ham radio outlet dx engineering it is out of stock. Everything is vaporware. And the ones that I saw in Anaheim a couple of weeks ago, I think were some kind of stock that was floating around because the price had gone up on them, right? You left and price, price I left went and price up? went up. Price went up, Leah. Ugh. I'm living, we're living that world right now. And as I have learned from your father, <sighs> the demand has now reached a point where price is going to go up. Like we're I... already there. Man, it's always so surprising to me when my dad is right. I'm just kidding. 
Do you know how many times we have referenced that in our day-to-day lives? Baby, you leave, price go up. My dad is actually right quite a bit. Yeah. (laughs) There are many things where he's right on the pulse of price go up. So, you know. Sorry, Dad, if you're listening. You're... Wait, he he definitely listens to every podcast. You're, you're so right so much of the time. <laughs> we know that the Yesu FT-818 and FTM-400 has recently gone out of production. There are a myriad reasons for that that we're not going to rehash on this podcast. But um, that alone, right, tells you the nature of things. It's, you know, some things can go away, even something that is time-tested, well-loved. Mother approved. Every mother has an 818. They can go away because of things like chip shortages. Now, I've hypothesized that the chip shortage really was more of just production cost mathematics. At some point, you look at the cost to buy X number of parts that are in high demand and factor that in against how much you're making against that radio. And the numbers just don't work out that well, right? It's kind of like when you decide... Hey, I, I have a gold claim, but my costs in gasoline and machinery and manpower, once I add all that up, is more than the gold I'm pulling out of the ground. Sure. Right? So I will stop producing gold so that in the form of the FT-818, for instance, because it's just not profitable anymore. It's the same kind of concept, right? Mm-hmm. Right. We're looking at, and this is all building in this point, that we're looking at the situation where the cost of materials to make many radios that already exist on the market has already gone up. It's not necessarily that they are not being created, the components, but some of the components were in a situation where they're, they're just that, there just wasn't that many of them. So you could almost claim that they, there was no stock of them. And the people, people, companies, corporations, manufacturers demanding these components were willing to pay much more right supply and demand simple economics ham radio when you get right down to it it's very important to all of us and and from a manufacturing standpoint we take care of ourselves right we buy more radios etc etc but there is a break-even point on all of this where you go manufacturers go i don't know wait so manufacturers are looking at these numbers and going okay how long is this sustainable over time do we have to increase prices to offset the cost that we have in in buying this stuff but let us continue in my continuing searches for the most popular radios in ham radio i went next to the yesu ft891 which is a fantastically popular radio right now particularly for people who want to go out and do parks on the air activations just portable ops in general right very very popular Value price to, I believe, in the $650 to $750, let's call it. The FT891 and and the IC7610 are both out of stock at Gigaparts. It's still in stock oh, at, no. at DX Engineering and HRO, but then I ask, is Gigaparts just the first person to feel the stock effect? Or are they just the way they order radios is different than HRO and dx engineering that the cycle they just haven't got their stock yet that could be but we've seen a trend in the direction of kind of radios being out of stock for example the ic 7300s back in stock pretty much everywhere you can get it at hro dx engineering and gigaparts which is great you know very popular radio 
But we went through, I don't know, three or four months leading up to January where it was very hard to find a 7300, right, at any store. So the fact that it's becoming available again, it's like, okay, that's good. But this is on the heels of it not being there for a while. So the cost of parts is high. The demand is high, which, I mean, there are many more people that are getting into amateur radio. From my point of view, people disagree. But if I am right, which I think I am, and that's kind of why I'm doing this talk, I think that the demand is there such that now that we're in this kind of two-manufacturer environment, yes, of course, I know Alinko's there, and, and no, we're not talking about Chinese radios right now. We're talking primarily about Yesu and ICOM. What about Alacraft? That's American. Oh. And they also are having their own problems with... Um, so the K4 is their new radio. Mm -hmm. Very difficult to get. Very high cost. Um, even at its high cost, it's it's been a little bit slow for things to roll out with them. Uh, also, just factor in... We're just talking radios here. I could do the same discussion on things like Ameritron amplifiers, Tar Heel antennas, and that's just basically brands that are under MFJ's roof, Right. There are a ton of brands that are kind of feeling the hurt of either not being able to get the parts they need. In some cases, it is a labor issue. In some cases, it's just the, the cost isn't really where it should be and what they're priced at. They're sold so quickly that the demand hasn't accommodated for it, right? Mm -hmm. And once the demand catches up to, sorry, once the supply and the prices of said supply is resold at catches up with the demand. Everyone listening is going to be paying more for these items when they inevitably come back into stock. Again, nothing I'm saying is a complicated thing. It is all supply and demand type stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Further, I mentioned we're talking two company environment, ICOM and Yesu. Kenwood has been absent for this entire time. They're not producing radios. As far as everyone's concerned, they're pretty much out. There was rumors that they were going to make new radios. I, I even heard a rumor that we could potentially see a new uh, D74 type radio, which really excited me. But, you know, as far as the rumors go, we haven't heard anything. In the last couple of Hamfests, they were not even there, right? So we haven't seen them in, it could have been all of 2022. They've pretty much been absent from the scene. ICOM is also feeling the part shortages, right? I already mentioned the 7300 and now the 7100, sorry, the 7300 now is back in stock, but was in a situation that the 7100 now finds itself in where it's kind of difficult for them to, I guess, source the parts, right? People still want the radios, but they're, they're hard to get. And then as a byproduct, when those radios become available, the costs go up. Right. 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 As we've already discussed with your father. Yes. So uh, this is just me telling you, dear listener, because you're listening to this podcast, that if you were waiting for something, the prices to go down, I don't think we're going to experience that. And you sound like realtors. I'm not. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> it's time to buy. It's it's not that the radios are going to go away. Right. I don't think that any more radios are necessarily going to end up not being produced anymore or in production. I just believe that we're at a point where the supply is going to be depressed for some time. And with the demand oh, going up. Oh, we should up, tear it up. Just get it on some pills. <laughs> get it on some medication. Maybe you need some sunshine. Yeah, you need to go get some vitamin D. <laughs> with, with supplies 
being depressed in a lot of different radios, particularly radios that people really like, and the, demi- the demand being high because there, there are new hams and there's people that are getting in to HF for the first time, and they're generally going to be looking at these lesser, more inexpensive radio. Not inexpensive, but more, inex- uh, more inexpensive. We're going to be in a situation where the costs are going to go up throughout 2023. So I guess you can say, mark my words now, by the end of quarter one of 2023, I expect mark we're going to see much more of the same, but with price hikes there. And what is a price hike? It's merely an adjustment of the price of a good that is trying to follow that of the market demand. That's really all it is. So I am i don't call it price gouging because I don't think it's that. I think it's merely people realizing that they have value in something they paid money for mm-hmm. they didn't have before. I don't know what are your thoughts on any of that. All of this was businessy stuff. I expected you to kind of dive in a little bit, but you just let me run with it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> because you started this out saying, buy more, buy, buy all the, the radios. radios now. And I'm saying buy the radios you want. Don't let anyone stop you. Live you live your life. Treat yourself. I mean, in reality, I think that everybody's seeing the cost of everything go up. Mm-hmm. I mean, consumers. Yes. And by and large, like I understand, ham radio is a service in addition to a hobby, but it is using your discretionary spending. Oh, no. I'm, of course, none of my messages is for anybody that is in economic hardships or, you know, should be more judicious with their funds. Of course, I'm not telling people to go frivolously buy things. I'm saying if you have the discretionary. Let me spend your (laughs) (laughs) money. No, but in reality, um, I think it could just be these uh, manufacturers are, you know, expecting there to be less spending. No, I think it's, well, I don't know that's true because let's, again, let's factor in the market share of ham radio is generally people that are a little bit older. Yeah. They have more money, discretionary money. Not with inflation. People are freaked out over the status of where their investments are, the mm-hmm. increased cost of living everywhere. So you're saying that the cost going up wouldn't be associated with demand necessarily? I, I mean, yes, also demand. Okay. But I think this is, if you're a business, you're forecasting, right? And By raising the prices. No, I mean, you're forecasting what you think you're going to be able to sell mm-hmm. and I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't know that the um, that the radios will necessarily, if they're not coming back in stock for a year or something like that, that it means that the radio's never coming back. No, I'm not talking that. I think the radios will be coming back in stock. Even the ones I mentioned that were out of stock in one location or out of stock in all three will come back, but the people waiting for them... They didn't get the radio. Right. So there's still the person whom is the buyer of that radio. It's That buyer is already uh, accounted for, if you will. Right. Right. The demand hasn't gone down, and it's not going to go down. The only thing that has increased is the delay between bringing that radio to the end user. And so as a byproduct, 
the retailer will increase costs. They will. We know this. It's proven time and time again. It's basic economics, right? I think. Yeah, but they us something or. I mean, they they also have to consider. They're not they're not producing these things on demand. They've got to make a minimum run of whatever they're having manufactured. Right. And that's commensurate to the size of the orders of the components they're buying. Well, I mean, they've got to be producing more than the orders. Uh, not necessarily. If they well, exactly. The I think that's what we're looking at. Okay. Is that they've also kind of got to hedge against the fact that they their consumers may not be spending as much money in the near future. But why would you raise prices then? Because you, because you're not selling as many. Yeah. Yeah, but that's always. Hmm. See, I don't, I don't see that as. Ha- I don't know. It, it feels like that. I'm. I, yes. So I, I, I give that the, there will be less people buying radios, but I don't know that, that less amount of people buying radios isn't at all an offset to the demand on the supply that is going to exist. At the end of the day, the prices are going to go up. Price is going to go up. Yeah. The radio went away. Now it comes back. Price go up. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. I think I think this clears it with your dad's yes. business uh, <laughs> business rules. The golden rules of, of your dad. It's, it's interesting because it is in um, opposition to what the rest of the market is. Um, like other industries are doing, right? Like other industries are ordering in less with the expectation of not holding any inventory. Okay. Whereas uh, I I think in ham radio, for it to work, you... I don't think that the retailers are expecting to hold anything either. I expect they're assume that they're going to sell everything. And they're pricing it to, to match the demand. Otherwise, why would if if you're sitting on a stock, you wouldn't increase the price. What do you mean? You the market determines the price. In a stock. I understand, but if you can't keep anything in stock, like it's always gone. The moment you get it, it's gone. For example, okay, you get a a bushel of radios, and okay. they are gone immediately when you list them so yeah, yeah, yeah of course of course price go up yeah yeah that's of course that is what is happening with ham radio they're not sitting on stock they're gone well i mean i i think that eventually what they're going to need to do in a product like void mm-hmm. is that they will need to increase the price to hold on to more stock that's just a reaction of setting the price to match the demand. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, that's a byproduct. That's like a, a an. I, I don't. I don't think it's a byproduct. Well, when you raise price, you're going to hang on to more stock. That is generally what happens. Yeah, but you're calculating what the market will bear. Right. Again, it's it's all estimation. Yeah. What you think is mm-hmm. going to bear. Yeah. Because you don't want people to walk into a store and see empty shelves right that you can't supply Mm -hmm. the radio 
So it would behoove a retailer to set the price to what they think is the magic number that it both is moving, but then they also are not completely out of stock. Right. Because every every one of the major retailers has a storefront of some kind. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't know. Maybe that's food for thought, everybody. Again, you can mark my words here. I think prices go up. That's what I think supply still going to be depressed and price go up. Yes. Mm. Just like eggs. Just like eggs. <laughs> What's happening? The staircase has changed, remember? Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. Welcome to the email correspondence tower. We obviously love your emails, and you can email us at Leah at hamtactical.com but we got a couple of little buildings to stop at before we go to our way the shipping and receiving nothing in the p.o box other than a couple of qsl cards so thank you for those that have sent me those and uh, yes i am woefully behind on my qsl cards i do acknowledge that and i apologize to all the many people that i've been sitting on not sending them so i will get on it i promise next to that is the voicemail annex. And if you would like to send us a voicemail, we have a phone number for that. What is that phone number, Leah? 562-334-2389. Okay. So take it away for those that wanted to voicemail us to read their email instead of sending it in email form. And away we go. Hey, Leah. It's Don, the RF field tech, cellular correspondent. Hey, Don. KE5ADX. Uh, I just want to let you know, I'm not offended by your laughter. Uh, oh, thank you. Because when you talk about the VA, you either have to laugh or I hope nobody was cry. offended earlier either. I mean, <laughs> there's no other two options in there. Uh, and while I was in, I got at least two experimental vaccines, one for the Korean hemorrhagic fever and one for the Japanese oh uh vaccine. And uh, they still don't know what those do to, do to your body. So, um, yeah. Either you laugh or you cry. I'd rather hear a laugh than a cry. So keep up the good work and not offended by your laughter about this. And I appreciate all that you do for veterans. 73. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Don. It, it just still shocks me so much how much experimentation was just. I mean, the government's got to get paid for that, right? Like, there has to be some kind of boardroom discussion where a pharma company goes, and how many souls can you give us that we can inject our serum into? I'm like, well, I've got... I mean, you know it would be worse hmm. if the U.S. government was just paying the pharma companies. You... <laughs> that would medicine. be worse with that's our taxpayer dollars? Worse. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of what happened in uh, the case of the COVID vaccine, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I mean, but if we're just talking the crazy stuff that are enlisted men and women get injected with it's it's a go look that up i'm not kidding this is all stuff we talked about in the last podcast but it is uh well don i hope that you didn't have any serious side effects well he just got done saying he got shot up with two different drugs that they have no idea what the right 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 right. so i'm saying buddy i hope you're good yeah i hope you're exactly long long years ahead of you i hope yeah it's clear that your brain function is really there i hope you can grow the the third arm it's useful yeah Like a useful arm, not just a, you know. Howdy, hamburgers. Right. You call us hamburgers. Here, your nice. favorite Virginia correspondent. Hey. 
Uh, so I'm listening to the podcast. I'm listening to my own voicemails, which is kind of weird. Hear my own voice coming from my own phone, coming from your own podcast. But <laughs> it's wild. I'll get used to it at some point. And I got to the part where my radio was going off throughout the voicemail. And Josh said, oh, it's a scanner. Well, Josh, let me correct you right there, buddy. It was actually uh, my you EMS fool. radio. Uh, I was leaving the voicemail mid-drive back from a boat checkoff from an EMS duty. Oh. So I was a little worried. I just committed a HIPAA violation there, and I remembered, oh, oh geez. people report scanners all the time, and we don't put any patient information on the radio. So I was relieved, but I did turn on the radio for the other voicemails because it was going off quite a bit. But I'm sure... If you say any more shade about Virginia within the next podcast, <laughs> I'll, I'll show, you'll hear from me again. But with that, you uh, Virginians and your damn peanuts. Really appreciate the podcast. Y'all have a good one. Thank you so much. Thank and you. Um, yeah, I hope that you're staying warm in your second or what is it, third winter. Now, also, I, I would like I would like to point out. I I know that uh, it's it's always fun to score a point on me when I'm wrong. I know it wasn't a scanner. But outing yourself for potential HIPAA violations. No, there's no HIPAA violations. It was an EMS radio that he was. Yeah, but they don't. They don't transmit anything. That well, he way. did say that. Yeah, Leia, that's. This is the joke. This is the joke of the yeah, whole thing. No, he did he's clarify. Fine. He's fine. You were wrong. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a joke, Leia. It's a joke. And yes, no HIPAA violations occurred. All right. On to the next. Hey, Josh and Leia, this is Rob, K5VCQ, hey, calling from South Texas. I'm listening to the podcast and heard Jake talk about the uh, second winter. Jake is that's, a... That's really a thing, even here in uh, yeah. in Corpus Christi, Texas. Our first winter happened last month in that Arctic blast. Um, the temperatures got down under 20, oh. and the power went out at our house. Oh, no. But thanks to the preparedness corner, we were ready. Woot. We had a flashlight set up all over the house. We had Jersey Two man. fully charged <laughs> HTs with signal stick Jersey antennas. Shoreman. And also used emergency blankets overnight and gas stove. So we were cooking. And nice. the second winter rolled in yesterday. <laughs> you like uh, the had house a in front shorts. Front. So here took the temperatures down from... The 80s to the high 50s. What? So we survived, and currently at 61. So just reporting in that uh, that we survived the the second winter. Also, I was curious what our Vermont listeners were thinking when Jake reported about Virginia drivers not being able to handle the snow. So <laughs> with that, I'll say goodbye. Thank you for all you do for the podcast. 73, Rob K5 DCQ. Thanks, Rob. Now, I I do want to say that one of my favorite parts about the the correspondence tower bite. <laughs> is listening to like state rivalries <laughs> you know there is mean? a lot of states rivalries <laughs> i it 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 i i don't know i guess i'm i'm an oddity it always baffles me because like i like california i don't think i'm really going to move anywhere else just sorry everybody i know it's it sucks here i'm not i'm not saying we might be moving to leisure world yeah <laughs> right. calm calm down but like every state has its own beauty and interest. I've said this on the podcast before. Like there's always interesting things to to claim that your state is like the best state. I don't think anybody's claiming their state is the best. I'm, state. I'm talking to all those Texans out there right now. Oh, <laughs> they definitely claim they are in the best state. Which and Texas, 
nothing wrong with Texas. Got a lot of love for Texas. I literally think, again, in our Texas forever and goodbye. See, it doesn't sound the same. It doesn't sound the same. (laughs) In our United States, right, which are all little countries if you get right down to it, there's just – it's cool. It's super cool that you can go to a different state, which has a man-made border, right? There's nothing in our land that's like, oh, now you're in Ohio. And they're subtly different, but people get like so – defensive over their state it's like state pride yeah it's it's a thing man i don't i like it i'm not it's like it's like how uh people trash talk other sports teams i mean i guess there can't be like my sports team sports better than your sports team we sports harder than your sports today (laughs) we both sports really we both sports really hard but at the end of the day we sports a little bit harder (laughs) and that's a measurable amount of sports (laughs) of sporting sorry I needed to use it in a verb. <laughs> I guess you couldn't have the the differences in states if they were all just like, we're cool with all the states. Because then they'd all just blend together, right? So, yes, I, I get it. You, you one, must have the competition for there to be individuality, right? Right. Is that, okay. Yeah. Sure. I walked myself all the way around on that one. All right. <laughs> Keep fighting about Virginia drivers. I don't know what their problem is with snow. <laughs> I still don't get it. Their cars become airborne. As someone from California who has to drive to snow, like the fact that they freak out so hard about snow still baffles me. All right. Thanks, Rob. Uh, so glad that you stayed warm. I, sounds like you were really cooking. So. You know what the worst part? Because you mentioned emergency blankets. And when I hear someone using an emergency blanket, you know what the worst thing about an emergency blanket is? It crinkles? No. Oh, folding it back up and putting it in the back in that tiny little pouch. Oh, it's not getting back in Ever. there. You basically no. just throw it away. It's No, done. you put They're it like in single an, use devices. You can put it in another bag, you wasteful monster. It doesn't have to go back in the exact bag Nobody it came in. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be the guy who has like just out of his like a clown pocket where it just keeps <laughs> going with an emergency blanket like a bunch of tied together handkerchiefs. You want that like sexy little folded shiny silver thing that you pulled out and you're like i'm creases yes you don't want this like hot crumpled ball well you know what that's a fine how do you do for mother nature okay oh yeah no i'm i'm completely in the wrong environmentalism (laughs) but i've never been right in that area really other than conservationism i'm a big supporter of that but um yeah you you can't use the recycling can you can never go back you can never go back (laughs) Even when you you want to gaba go back, you can't. <laughs> Good day, my friends. This is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu Nathan, hey, Nathan. in Southern Vermont. I am calling um, to give a little perspective from a Vermonter. On, this feels uh, very coordinated. Second winter by our volunteer. Uh, Here we go. We're getting it. People from Virginia not knowing how to drive or not driving out because of. Um, a little bit of snow. <laughs> um, and I was just going to uh, give a Vermonter viewpoint. So we don't, we know when it's not safe to do so, but sometimes you got to get home, you got to get to work. Right. You just do it. You make sure you get snow tires, you switch them over um, That's a before thing, winter so. starts. Um, and then you, you swap them off. I just when, drive in my snow tires. Uh, all winter the time. is over. 
You would not. Um, it might be a little expensive, but that's what we do. And uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of Subarus, Subarus, a lot of four wheel yeah. drive stuff that we have up here, and um, we do usually have. I don't know what it is nowadays with uh, availability to do Zoom, but they used to do a lot of snow days because it's buses and stuff like that aren't as good in the snow and you got a the variable of a bunch of kids in a bus and if something goes wrong it could go badly so they would do a lot of uh two-hour delays and then they would also do delays? uh cancellations and it's true that that it lengthens the school year if you have snow days so yeah. there's it used to be like two weeks worth of snow days allowed in the year. And there there was a couple of years where we had... We used them. We were like towards the end of June. Uh, and it was still, still snowing. School. And usually June, like the middle of June is the normal cutoff with if you don't have any snow days. So mm-hmm. you could keep on going, going, going almost to July doing that. So... Yeah, we're we're a hardy bunch. Um, when I visited North Carolina and my family one time, they oh, here we go. They do not even really go anywhere. They're over by the Great Smoky Mountain National Forest Park, whatever you want to call it. So, even if there's snow peaking with with uh snow with grass peeking out, they don't go anywhere. But they're near the mountains, <laughs> so I give them that. So this is Kilo One Mike Alphazulu saying, seventy-three, and eh, you can drive in the snow. Just, just learn. <laughs> I like that Nathan brought an entirely new state into this. Yeah, take like, that North take Carolina. Take that North Carolina. <laughs> so uh, this is grass clearly, poking out of the snow, North Carolina over here. I'm feeling like this is clearly volunteer podcast co produced right now yeah this is very yes. much orchestrated this is well done yes yeah. this is a very produced segment that we're going through right now. oh there's another one from nathan Hang okay on. hello i i guess this is the first for everything um i turned out my repeater, voicemail whatever so i just was saying uh 73 be a hearty bunch drive where you can uh do it uh, what's culturally acceptable in your area so just just Stay safe, and sometimes it's about other people. So if if you're driving and you know how to do it, other people don't, maybe it's not as safe. So uh, Kilo 1 Mike Alphazoo saying 73, and I won't time out the time at this time, but you might hear from me again. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bye. Nathan. <laughs> thanks, Nathan. Uh, that's an always wild concept to me is that you have a car with wheels and tires right rims and tires sure but then you also have a completely different set of rims and tires for the snow snow tires real thing not a joke people do that in big bear all the time like they go to a shop with their snow tires in their vehicle and have them swap them or they swap them themselves of course you can do this but i like the extra effort i want my snow tires to be white why like just so that I wouldn't confuse them, you know. <laughs> These are my snow. You know they're studded. <laughs> they're like having chains permanently attached to the tires. They're for snow. 
I think I want my rims to look like a snowflake. Okay, I'm but I like, can be down with that. but like every rim be a different snowflake because no two snowflakes are the so same. So they're just completely off balance constantly. <laughs> every wheel is completely out of square or out of center. So that when I drive the car, it's bobbing back and forth as I go down the road. Yes. Yeah. Gives you more traction. Yes. That's the secret. No, just the look, not like, not the size or anything. My snow, my, I, I style my snow tires uh, and rims for the aesthetics of the season. <laughs> One you'll notice is a cornucopia. <laughs> I fill it every day with a bunch of fruit and crap. It just goes fly it all over the streets. What's the next one? One of them, also a cornucopia, but it's full of salt to help salt the roads. Are they all cornucopias? No. Okay. The other one is just uh, an entire bushel of mistletoe that I shoved into the <laughs> to spread that parasite everywhere. You know, it's a parasite. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, it's invasive. Oh, yeah. They'll kill a tree. Well, not yeah. kill it, but, you know, pretty much do a lot of damage to it. So you're really doing... Yeah, isn't that crazy thing? that, like, oh, yeah, let's kiss under the mistletoe. So romantic. Isn't it also poisonous? Yeah, it's, like, super yeah. poisonous and also a parasite. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Gotta love human beings. Hi, Nate. Oh, it's yeah. Jake. So I was listening to your voice call and I heard you mentioned snow days. I'm coming after Biscuitville, North Carolina. I live for Virginia Beach. I remember in elementary school, uh, we originally, like, there weren't, they would build in snow days for the school year. But before that, we had, I remember we had about a week off of school because of snow. And they ended up extending our school year about a week, a little more than a week, actually. And they also have us come in on Saturdays for like They're last trying to do the, that uh, right now. To make up all the lost time. And I guess it had to be dealing with something of being an accredited school system. And this was from the public school system. So I'm not sure. But ever since then, every school year uh, has snow days built in. So if we use snow days or hurricane days, which are more common here, oh. then the year would end Vermont normally have hurricane at the published time. But if we didn't use those days, the year would end a week early. So we always look forward to that. Yeah, no, it's definitely a hazard to drive ambulances or not ambulances. Can you imagine? Uh, driving in the snow. And I was saying, our, even our ambulances here in Virginia Beach, when we drive them, we're allowed to go 20 miles over the speed limit if the speed limit is over 21 miles per hour. And if it's under, it's 10 miles over. But even in like car slow conditions, we have an order from our chief. This is. Drive there slow and safe, and if you get injured, then you're a patient too. You can't help someone if you're hurt. I, that is a very and good wow, point. I'm glad, I'm glad you do agree that second winter to do this uh, because I really do. And I'm glad you're safe from the uh, your second winter and your power outage. I remember back at the dorms at ODU, we had a, a power outage, and I didn't really have too many preps. This is a little different for a dorm, you can't really have much stuff. I did have dry goods, like nice. uh, peanuts and protein bars, and just like I had a fifty-pound bag of water and extra batteries uh, in a bin underneath my bed. But it was a little different prepping for prepping while you're in a dorm, and 
now that I'm moving a lot, That's it's just like cup noodle, right? difficult to make crepes. But hopefully I'll change soon. But yeah, I'm glad you're safe, Rob. I'm glad you're able to get prepped, and I do appreciate the advice on the prepping. With that, uh, care for Jay-Z. Uh, oh, by the way, hi, Josh. Oh, thanks, Jay. Catch you later, and see you in the podcast. So I heard that a snow day in Virginia is actually um, when the pride of Canada, rap artist Snow, <laughs> is doing a concert, and they hold a snow day. Oh. And they get a whole week, so Virginia must be hopping. <laughs> Big snow fans. So uh, we actually, in California, have Saturday schools uh, for... For school districts that have high truancy levels, mm -hmm. they implement Saturday school yeah. where students could come and make up their absence. Well, it's also usually a, a punishment, too. Oh, no, not in high truancy school districts now. They give you free pizza. It's like half the difficulty of a regular. What? Yeah, it's, it's just to get the kids to come to school. And do you know why? They hold a pizza party for kids that don't go to school too good? Yeah. Do what? You know, but do you know why? Yeah, because it's tax funded, I'm assuming. They get something from the government to keep up their rate or whatever. Because mm -hmm. schools get paid by the number of students that attend oh my any given day of school. So This is like makeup day? Yeah. They get paid for those students showing up on Saturday, right? During um, I bet you the teachers get like overtime too. During the height of of when everybody came back in person mm -hmm. to school, um, and there were days where people were like, "Nope, mm -hmm. you guys made bad decisions here. Like we are not coming back mm -hmm. for this week." Right. Right, because you shouldn't have had us coming back the day after New Year's. Right, that's a bum move on your part. Right, we're not showing up. the uh, The government actually gave them an allowance for because of the panoramic, they could have a certain number of days where they fell below ADA without um, affecting their funding. Jeez, right? Because it's average daily attendance, mm -hmm. and. Now, because we're facing a triple demic and like our kids have been like, I feel like Dude, they get sick. Yeah. Like for a week. Yeah. Like they get sick for a week. Yeah. They go back to school. They get sick again a couple of weeks later and then they're out again. That's got to be bombing their attendance numbers. Right. Right. And so the school district just established Saturday makeups. So, but what if I get a little Caesar's Bigfoot pizza and some box of Thrifty's ice cream? And like all of the, they're pushing it really hard. Right. Like of they're course. having the principal send out emails to parents He's of wearing any an students. Anaheim Ducks jersey, <laughs> to, jersey to push it. To, uh, to like any kid that has had an absence, mm -hmm. even one absence. They're going to be able to make it up because Ben has like a ton of apps. So much. He's yeah. going to be eating so much pizza. <laughs> the problem is his makeup days. Is Chinese school. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But on top of that, I want to ask, what could you possibly be teaching kids from 
all of these different grade levels on Saturday. Oh, like, it's going to be lawlessness. Do, do you know what I mean? They're going to roll not the like, TV in on the on the tray. There's not going to be a teacher from every single grade. Bill Nye is going to be teaching half the class. The, and they're, all the schools aren't pacing at the same place. So they're pitching this, oh, it's going to be very academically enriching, right? It's like, what will you teach all of these kids that are at different points in there. Like developmentally, the difference between a first grader and a fifth grader is staggering. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so we're going to, we're going to have the fifth graders teach the first graders about all the little things they did, you know, like this is like criminal school, like this yeah. is like <laughs> sending the kids to jail to learn about crime. This is amazing. God, I love it. So I'm pretty perplexed. And and so they were like, okay, well, um What if I you... just told you nah, dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I what wanna... if I just said nah? It will allow them to make up an absence. And I literally wanted to write back and go, I thought that this was like a no penalty absence year. And then like also, what is the Because penalty? you have literally told us Mm-hmm. If there are symptoms of anything that the kid needs to stay home. Right. Because it's the combination of if you are sick, stay home because we don't want you bringing it into school. And getting other kids sick and taking out more ADA funding. Right. right. So what is the pe- like, do you know what the penalties are? I think so. Technically, there's supposed to be like if you exceed a certain number of absences, mm-hmm. they have to bring you in for some kind of like status meeting or something okay threaten me with a meeting i go to meetings all day Um, it's but it's like no but like but he's actually sick he's actually sick i'm I'm not taking him to disneyland or something he he literally is running a fever which is our if there's any one thing that is our like bailiwick of don't go to school it is you have a fever or you are coughing so much that you will become a problem yeah in class for disruption that is what ben has experienced this like this entire all this entire year which has been a month that kid has been like half sick through the entirety yeah and so i also wanted to basically be like um you have a short-term independent study like program Mm mm-hmm and they've like the kids have completed all of that work. They literally should not have absences on their record anymore. In the first place, okay. Okay, the credit you built up basically. We yeah. we deposited in the bank account of attendance. Yeah, I I don't even understand. Anyways, so snow days. I have no idea what would even happen. <laughs> like just, but that's the uh, snow cones. Yeah. So, uh, Nate and Jake, that is literally the reason for hanging on to these days. They can't, if they end up, here's the other balancing act, though. Mm-hmm. The Because they started allocating those snow days or hurricane days or whatever, there's still a teacher's contract. The teachers are only contracted to teach so many days before overtime, like like additional pay kicks in. Right. Mm -hmm. Things that are outside of their contract. And so if the teachers 
don't end up taking those snow days, you have to get off early because mm-hmm. because you would not have paid them for those extra days of snow that they did not take. <laughs> you know, so you end your school year earlier. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I would just say a big uh, a licky boom boom down. What? <laughs> what? It's snow. The rapper laughed. Oh. oh. I'm not sure that's how he would say it. (laughs) A look at boom, boom, down. Like that? Like more like that? No. That's worse. (laughs) Somehow it's worse. Detective Mon said, Daddy, me snow, me stab someone down the lane. A look at boom, boom, down. I'm going to go to the next voicemail. All right. (laughs) Police them coming and now they blow down my door. Ed here or Edward here. uh, K-U-3-R-R-Y. I wanted to shoot you an email or phone you last week about the old TV licensing. Uh, oh, I yes. you guys had. I the didn't UK. mean to cause yes. a, a rift between you two. Um, <laughs> but uh, I unfortunately lost my voice and just time time uh, ran by too fast last week. So I thought I'd give you a quick voicemail. Um, the TV licensing in the UK, or at least when I was there, it's one per household. And that's oh. why the whole university uh, dorm room thing was a bit of a fiasco because or a bit of a, not fiasco, a bit of a rip-off. Because <laughs> yeah. every room had to have its own TV license. If you think about how many thousands of people are in holes and dorms, yes. it's a bit ridiculous. Holes and dorms. Um, and if you get caught without a TV license, then uh, it's a thousand pound fine. So it's about $1,500. A, a thousand pounds? And then you have RAs narking on uh, you. Television. And it's not even just the TV. They you get a recorder of any kind, you know, VHS back in the day. Um, that would get you fine. Anyway, what? I thought it cool and uh, and, and mention that uh, mention that to you guys. I and, am outraged. Uh, yeah, a quick one on radio front. So the GD eighty eight. I mean, I haven't seen anything yet from Josh on the radio, but uh, when he heard that um, that I just bought that radio, he kind of laughed, and uh, I'm guessing he's he's had a little bit of a play and and seen some things out there. So love to have his feedback. At the moment, I'm running the latest firmware and. It's pretty good. Um, I'm liking it so far. Anyway, I'll leave you guys to it. Have a, a great rest of your week. Have a good podcast. And thank you for the giggles. This is KU3RY. Clear. I, I Such a charming accent. Yeah, I love that. I, I didn't mean a laugh in the sense that it's a bad radio. Not at all. It's just it's um, it, it's, a, it's a DMR radio. It's, it's a Radiodity GD88. I, I think that's what he's talking about. They're They're good. They're Probably Radiodity makes the best handheld DMR radios. I'll just say that. Really? Yeah, I'll just say that. Radiodity makes the best ones. Um, I haven't experienced the GD88 specifically, but yeah, yeah. I, I think I've, I think I've been on record saying I'm not the biggest fan of DMR. I don't use it. You're not a DMR guy. I'm not a DMR guy. I and I. You know, I, not I, to be confused with the other DMR guy. That's Jason. Yeah, two point oh. I I have. Oh my god! Nothing I should make ag- you a shirt that says "Not the DMR guy." Oh my god! He would be mad. He would not. I don't think he would like that if I did that. Jason, if you're listening, would you be mad? I I don't know. Uh, it's just you guys get confused so often. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with DMR. If you enjoy your radio, please enjoy it. There's no, I guess that's the, the thing. It's like, I can't like all the things, right? I can't like it. It's, it's impossible for any human to like all the things. So I'll, I'll just say like DMR is not really my jam. 
with that said, of the DMR radios that I've experienced, which is not a, a little number, the, the radiodity stuff is, is the better side of all of that from my point of view. All right. There you go. There's my short review. There's your 50 cents. Inflation. It's two cents worth. Yeah, right. <laughs> what is that in pounds? <laughs> Half a cent. What? Half a cent? What are you talking about? Inflation. 50 cents. Wait, is our money worth more than pounds right now? Uh, so I gave my two cents. Mm-hmm. And pounds no, is... you you gave your fifty cents because of American inflation. <laughs> to get to two cents pounds. Inflation. Okay, got it. All right. Oh, we're hearing from Hello, again. this is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu Nathan. I just wanted to share something I saw on I think it was a Facebook group. I think there's a Facebook group just called Ham radio. Not ham radio. I guess I'm a part of it. It's just called ham radio. Someone shared that back in 1986, Mm -hmm. that the ARRL partnered with Archie Comics (laughs) to create a, I guess, 32 page, maybe 36 page comic called Archie's Ham Radio Adventure. Yes. So I um I was able to find it on archive.org where it's called Internet Archive. Um, it was kind of a deep dive and it was separated as uh, each page was a, a JPEG. So I um, converted that to a PDF and um, I'll probably send a, I don't know, a link to it or the file and maybe uh, share it on the, the Discord. So if anyone... Is on the Discord and the listener to the podcast. Come join the Discord. I agree. Don't worry about the phone number. Very thing. cool. Just, just put in your phone number. Join the Discord. Give me your number. Um, and you, can't even you see can see that uh, the ARRL has uh, over time tried to uh, get youth, the, the youth, that's right, interested in the ham radio. Youths. So. I- that's exactly why they recently partnered with Riverdale. Yes. <laughs> Look for Wednesday on the radio. I figured um, I would leave a voicemail, which is actually ham radio related. Um, and I don't know if you've already heard of it before. I have heard um, of it. The Archie comic with uh, yes. ham radio. So I just thought, hey, throw it out there. This is Kilo One Mike Alphazulu saying, 73, thanks for the podcast. Keep on talking. And uh, maybe do a little studying. Leia. Bye. Thanks. Leia. Josh, too. Uh, Yeah, CW. I always need to be studying my CW. Uh, Thank you so much, Nathan. I have heard of the comic. I have not read it. Your your voicemail, though, reminded me of something we have to talk about. Completely unrelated to your book. No. (laughs) Missing 75-year-old hiker found alive on Mount Baldy. Yes. And he was there for days. He was there two days. Um, I I don't know if he's listening. I'm sure he's always listening. Adam, K6ARK. Kark. Is a volunteer search and rescue. What do you call them? Person? Agent? Professional? Professional. I mean, they're... It's Man. Vol- it's volunteer. So it's, Woman. It's a professional, but Person. search and rescue volunteer. Okay. 
I don't know how much he wants me to talk about this, but he was involved in this. We have to hoorah him. He deserves such an internet podcast attaboy. So many kudo bars. Like, I I can't, like, I am, um, I am thankful because I know Adam. Mm -hmm. Just because of who he is, the great person he is. And I, I just, I, I, an I, honor. I love the an story. Honor and a privilege. I, I was there. There's some, you know, exchanges that we've ex- had over text, and he was telling me a little bit about the guy, and and just to, to to mention him, Jin Chung, he had very little on, like his body, like very little. It's cold out there. Retaining, full snow. Like he was full yeah. snow on Mount Baldy. Everything's covered in snow. And he was out there for two nights, high elevation. So one, seventy-five year old Jin uh, Jin Chung is just a badass. First of all, let's just big. Most people half his age would probably be dead from what he experienced. I'd be dead. Yes, for sure. Um, Soft shell pants, hiking boots. He had gaiters, a couple of insulating layers, a beanie, and a shell jacket. That's what he did. He did. He set a fire. No, he was just out there. Like, well, that was my curiosity. He's like, how did he sleep? Did he sleep? What did he do? I, I, I don't know. So dehydrated. Well, he was just eating snow constantly. That's, <laughs> that's also cools you down too. You don't necessarily do that, but anyway, Adam K six Eric everyone just a true hero deserves the respect that um, truly. Fr- we're not nobody's a marvel superhero nobody was like I mean, maybe born with, Adam. well maybe but <laughs> let me finish because you're just diminishing the point no one is a superhero they weren't born with these powers they attained it through time and study they tony starked it and shut <laughs> up you're just diminishing the point that he is a man who decided to do something and set his mind to it, to actually helping people. And he has achieved that multiple times over. So just an amazing round of applause for the great person that is Adam K6ARK. So a real Iron you. Man. Shut <laughs> God. Just shut it. Made from. I feel like anytime made... you, you reference a fictional character depicted on the movies, it it decreases how? how because iron man is the peak hero because it's all fake that's all fake and he's doing it Adam like he is goes very out. real that's why i he said know, a real life that's, that's tony thing. stark iron man that's the thing is that like that's he, the highest compliment no, no, i no, can no, give in no, hero dumb no that's no <laughs> it's it's the problem with like Everyone looks at something after the fact and they go, oh, they made that kind of look a little easy, didn't they? No. I don't think Tony Stark makes anything look it's easy. It's a fictional character, it's not real. <laughs> Wait, our, you really went our, through some serious our character closest, Our closest example of a person who has modeled him after Tony Stark is Elon Musk. No, it is not. It is not. Okay, so, so this is my no. point. This is my point. That true dedication to doing something to help people like Adam has done 
if you if you bring up a fictional character, it it makes it sound like it draws so close sorry, to the line Adam. to make it look like this is all just easy. Like it just it just fell out of him one day. It was like no, of course but not. But that Tony Stark's character time. did not fall out of anything. I'm sorry. Until I see Adam do a montage on his YouTube video, like I need a montage of like fast forwarding through the years that he has spent training and working both his body and his mind to be capable of doing this like you can't you can't you can't compare those real heroes real human beings real heroes not i told you fictional characters but i told you he's real yeah i know but you keep <laughs> bringing up tony stark who's not real but i mean technically tony stark was just like a man i mean oh my god <laughs> I literally, I literally saw this brilliant. dumb. I literally saw this dumb screenshotted thing about how great like, Tony Stark a, is. A diatribe that a human went on, like a thesis that they made, <laughs> that said like they had screenshots from the Marvel like yeah, the movies, well right? researched. And uh, let me just paint the picture. So the first picture is Thanos when he put on the Infinity Gauntlet with all the stones together, and, and he he recoiled from the pain of the power, right? And and literally the comment is, you can see from him recoiling from the pain that he is in pain. <laughs> and then the Hulk, right? The Hulk had a moment where he had the Infinity Gauntlet, and it was too powerful. You can see the strongest Avenger recoiled from the pain, and you can see him recoiling from the pain. And then they cut to the picture of Tony Stark when he had the Infinity Gauntlet and all the whatever was there. Yeah. And he's like, and don't tell me that his suit was absorbing the pain because you could see it going up his neck. So, like, he had all the power and he wasn't in pain. It was just his determination. That was like the that was the, the bottom line. After Respect. Eight, shut. God. <laughs> Respect. Tony Stark and Adam. That's... <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it. Hey, Larry Josh. This is uh, Edward, KU3RY. Just giving you a quick phone call about some Britishism, British versus American. Yes. Yes. And yes. That was fighting internationally. Was, uh, Edward. In England, we have a phrase when someone's holding two drinks at one time. It's called double pot. Double fisting. Double now, when what? I moved over here, my double now popped. wife. Okay turned to me at one point and said that I was double fisting. Yes. Which yep. has a whole different meaning in oh. England. And oh, I, no, I think, I think it has the same meaning here. <laughs> now, when I was telling her I was going to leave you this voicemail, she also mentioned that parking in the U.S. has a different meaning where people might join together for various adult activities. Yes. In England, that's known as dogging. Now, I was corrected <laughs> or not corrected. I was... Uh, uh, informed Dog that dogging has a much nastier term and, and, and a bit of a faux pas, if you will, versus parking, which is much more proper. What is happening? And by the way, the activity ain't that great. <laughs> 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 anyway, I just wanted to drop that off and I hope you have a, a, a great week and really enjoy the podcast. Keep it up. This is KE3RY. Back to net. Thank you. I like that. So I need more of these so, so, because now I'm off to Google some things. Right, right. So <laughs> I, so here's my problem with the double pop, double popping, double popped, double popped. Okay, double, double popped popping. with an ed. Okay, that's that's not bad. Yeah, I, I like popped. I like saying I had a couple pops last evening. Everybody kind of knows what you mean. You're just like you know having having a couple of alcoholic. Not drinks. a cuppa. <coughs> a cuppa. 
not a cuppa. A couple of yeah. alcoholic beverages. <laughs> I had a couple of pops. Like that's funny. Right? We know yeah. it's not soda. Yeah. Um, double popped though is actually pretty good. I yeah. could. I could. Did you open too? I could. I could adopt double popped. Yeah, and then like it's a mixed drink or something. That's even funnier. <laughs> double fisting though. <laughs> When some you put real... it, when you put it the way you did on that one, some real yeah. meanings. Yeah, there's yeah. Uh, there's all kinds of things there. So yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. I guess we to... needed a German to chime in on that one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay. So thank you so much to everybody who we're just left fighting with everybody now. now. You really this is uh, a long my voicemail. voice oh, today. My well, get started because much got emails. appreciated. <laughs> Well, now it's time. We we haven't even gotten to the tower yet. We left the annex. Mm. That's it. We're closing the doors. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Appreciate it. We mentioned the number. You want to mention it again, or you're well past that point. We're well. We're we're already walking. We're walking to the stairs. We're going up the stairs. It's time. If you want to email us, it's Leia at hamtactical.com. And if you send us an email, and I would like to extend this into the voicemail as well, although I had a lot of fun with that. Try to add a little bit of ham radio in there. That'd be okay. Your questions, your journey through ham radio. Uh, and if you have a merch idea for us, we'd love to hear it because we post our merch at hamtactical.com. If we take your merch idea and make a merch out of it, we'll send you one for free. So it's true. You. And everybody stop messaging Josh about the patches. I just have to take pictures of them and make the listing. Guys, you got to stop messaging me about the patches. The patches are already made. You can't get one for free. Yeah. I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm kidding. No, Leia has, uh, that is something that is going to happen quickly. I'm, I'm sure that you don't want me to do it while I'm sick, though. So, yeah. Make a website and take some pictures? Mm-hmm. I think you might be able to do that. No, I think I should be sleeping. While you do it? I don't okay. It's going to work out. All right. The first email reads, hot takes and CW. And this is from Alex in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Oh, my. La- last week's podcast was full of hot takes and takeaways. Don't read the wind book. Check. Do rip out your roof liner without telling your spouse and drill a hole in the roof. Check. No. Alex, no. Yes. That's <laughs> Get bees and put them on the roof. N- not check yet. In Alaska? I don't know. I don't even know how bees live there. Put honey on your cuts. Check. <laughs> Call the VA. Not check. Yet. Still on hold. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. That checks out. <laughs> that checks out. Yes. We're all going to die when the podcast ends or something like that. Thanks, Nathan. <laughs> There's your doomsday count. Yeah. No, but seriously, good podcast. Leia, your laughter brightens the podcast. Thank you. Please don't let people who get their toes stepped on stop you two from being yourselves on the pod. We are all adults and can turn it off if we disagree. Anyone who has listened for a while knows you both mean the best for everyone. Oh, that's thank you. I really appreciate I, that. I would like so, to believe so much grace. I thank would like you. to believe that Leia and I both have pretty thick skin when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's true. I, we, I think we very much understand what the internet is and mm-hmm. our, or I guess, other people's access to us via the internet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
I recently just renewed my Long Island CW Club oh, membership good. for life. Ooh, congratulations. I really failed at learning last year. I took the classes and couldn't get it. If you need me to send something, I can do it at 20 words per minute. Need me to receive s- yep. some code? That is everybody. Anything at all, and Leia may have a better shot <laughs> than I would. That is most people. I, I only say this as she's not even formally studied it as far as I know. Some reason I can't figure out how I know what to send, but only hear a blur of noise when it comes in. Yep. Anyway, I'm still learning and trying to figure it out. Any tips that helped you, Josh or Leia, as it's as if the two parts of my brain aren't communicating? I'll take tips from either of you. Well, thank you. It sounds like Leia is exceptionally smart when it comes to languages, music and learning stuff. Oh, that's very nice. Leia is very smart in multiple facets. Not the handiest, though. I'm fine. I just don't think I should have to do it anymore that I'm married. (laughs) There it is. There it is. I mean, I could buy myself flowers, but you should buy me flowers. (laughs) This is uh, so you making a statement of learned incompetence is okay. I never said that I was incompetent at it. You're right. You need a, a an unbiased review of your capabilities. And while I am biased, I am pretty objective, and you're close to incompetent. That's a terrible thing to say. You put up an IKEA shelf. Uh-huh. That's it. I have built many an IKEA furniture. Okay. <laughs> that is for incompetent people. How dare you? How da- I just offended all of Sweden. It's engineering at its finest. <laughs> at its finest. I'm dead. I mean, that what IKEA puts out. I'm not engineering anything. <laughs> right. But... right. Yes. Yes. Uh, in, in terms of learning CW. Oh, yeah. Your hot takes. Go for it. I actually think that the best way to learn a language is to take something that you already know what it says. And then hear it in the other language so that you're actually picking it up because you already know what to anticipate. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a bit of the difficulty with CW is also that everybody has a different cadence. Mm-hmm. So sure, it's dits and daws, mm-hmm. but it's never going to sound exactly the same depending on because di- there's different people sending it. Interesting. So you're you're actually uh, not wrong at all. There's a whole theory of of study on that. Like there, um, the Bible's been converted into Morse code. Like mm-hmm. the Lord's Prayer is a thing people play and all. Yeah. That because they know that very well, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I I can see where I can see where you're going with that. Um. So the the general recommendations I make to people is one, uh, write it down, like as you're hearing it write the thing down Mm -hmm. because what I think happens with a lot of people is they want to go from I've learned the alphabet to now I'm going to just go straight to rock star status and do it in my head Mm. that is very difficult to to decode a word if you will and then into the next word and now that and keep it all in your head that is very difficult that's like a a muscle you have Mm. to build in your brain you got to put a fold in there that can do that kind of thing so so really Mm -hmm. consider you can do 20 words per minute sending yeah 
record what you have sent. You know what you've sent. Listen back at it. Oh, that's not a bad idea either. That's not a bad idea either. Oh, yeah, I know. There are programs you can download that will take like news headlines uh, and Mm -hmm. play them back to you in Morse code. The problem with like moving pictures is you're not going fast enough for the cadence of their speech. Like converting words that that you're seeing on screen, you can't do that. Right. Uh, there are plenty of books that have been converted to Morse code, but that would require you having like crazy memory that you would remember every little sentence of every little word. Um, that's why I argue, you know, for people that, you know, read the Bible and whatnot and, and know it well, like that's not bad to, to go. Uh, but see, here's the problem. And here's where I'll take a little turn on it. It's not what you know that trips you. It's the randomness. The randomness is what gets you. And what gets you is call signs. Because call signs, who knows what the call sign is going to be, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know. It's just going to be thrown at you, right? Being able to copy call signs is is difficult. So there is a podcast, Morse Code Ninja, that you can download. You can go to his website, just Google it, and you can get the RSS feed. And it'll take you to um, random call signs just played out in Morse Code at different key rates, and that is a really good thing to play. Um, I used to play it all the time. I should get back into that. Uh, just for picking up like POTA calls, people that would call you if you did a Parks on the Air activation kind of thing. That would be helpful, I think. I think. So maybe give that a shot. All right, Alex. Hope we uh, have helped you a bit mm-hmm. there. Yeah, good. Alex signs off. Thank you for the podcast and your dedication to it, Alex from Alaska. Thank you. Thank you for listening, Alex, and for all of the kind words. Best of luck on your CW studies. The next email is titled Merch Idea. Oh. And this is from Rick. We haven't had a merch idea in a while. Dear Leia and Josh, while looking at your ornaments and now the upcoming patches at your shop, it again reinforced that I belong to the underclass, the great unwashed, the Rodney Dangerfield of ham radio. From being continually ignored that I have a merch idea that will appeal to a small group of hams. It's a novel marketing idea. Target a small market. I I mean, I that's already. <laughs> it's the humble bookmark. <laughs> a t-shirt that says advanced ham operator. The only class you know passed the FCC code test. <laughs> According to the FCC, there are still 34,000 of us. Show us advance some love. Regards, Rick KF9IV. Rick, I will work on this for you. This could literally just be text on a shirt. No, but I will work on this for you. Okay. What if it's like a Game Boy Advance? I'm liking where this is going. Yeah. Write that down. Okay. Thanks. (laughs) Rick, there's a, you've really hit me in the heart of what i really care about and yes i know it's a game boy advance it's not a game boy advanced (laughs) with a d i know everybody which is the underrepresented so (laughs) the game boy advance ham radio operator and if we make one you will get get one for free. free The next email comes from our dear Leatherman, Wes. The Leatherman. <laughs> it's titled, Gear Acquisition Comes to a Close and Ham Fest Advice. Hey, guys, I'm going where no ham has gone before. To my, Vermont. My gear, there's so many I'm hams. I'm kidding. 
<laughs> my gear acquisition phase is over. Whoa. That's good. This is a right? revelation. Since 2018, I have been trying to find rigs that fit my needs more than pretty knobs and buttons. Good. I started out thinking I was going to love icons, but slowly fell away from them for more compatible features. At one point, my gear was all icon, and I thought I could never get better use for my needs than with my IC7200, IC736, and IC208H. In the search, there were things I was never really happy about and found weaknesses in just about all of them. After traveling to Hamfest and shopping around, I have found that the Vertex standard of Yesu radios is where I belong. Wow. That, I mean, that's a, I don't want to say vintage, but it's an older line now. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I like where this is going. By no means am I closing myself off to other radios, but these appeal to me the most, mainly because I use the same mic connectors, the same interfaces for the most part, similar menus, and the ruggedness I need. I started 2023 with the following radios. Yesu 450, Yesu 817, Yesu FT2DR, Yesu FT70D. Notice a trend? Not many ICOMs like I once thought. Well then, I went to search the Surlark Hamfest this past weekend and scored the best radio deal I could imagine. Josh, hit that drop from Nate. I've got a new radio. <laughs> I love that drop. Under a table, I found a Ziploc bag with four HTs in it. Okay. I saw that three of them were the Yesu VX1R, which I had been looking for, uh, looking at for some time, but hadn't pulled the trigger. I looked at the other, and it was a Yesu VX7R. Well, I asked the lady how much, and she said, 50 bucks for the bag. Wow. Okay. We'll never pay, pay full price. And I walked away with these radios for 40 a freaking steal. That is insane. Granted, they all needed new batteries because the old ones were gone, but I got a fully functional VX7 for 40 bucks, along with three other tiny pocket radios for basically free. I would call this a win. Yeah. That is a... Yeah, deal uh, of the century. That is a big score. That's very good. Nicely done. I had four people ask me to sell the VX7 for triple what I paid, but I was keeping my score because it fits right in with the prog programming cables, mics, and accessories for all my other radios. I also have built three radios for my 7.4 volt HTs with 18650 battery cases from Amazon, and this will work nicely because it has the same uniform connector as the 817 FT. T2DR and FT70. Why is the Vertex standard phase of Yesu so important to me? Well, in May, I will graduate from LSU and start work at the largest timber company in the nation, oh, interesting. Weyerhaeuser. They recruited me away from the other company I was going to work for. I will be a forester in some swampy parts of Louisiana. Well, congratulations! Some people have to cruise timber in a boat, and I want a submersible radio to take with me and leave my FT2DR in the vehicle for APRS. 
On my belt, I usually carry my SpotX sat phone and a knife, but we'll add the VX7 to the lineup because it can take a beating. I say this all not to brag, but to show others that the newest and prettiest gear may not be for them. Find what fits your use case. I have had this email planned for a while, but thought that the Tech Prepper live stream set it up nicely. Just another case where you can find what fits you the best. And that is, uh, I think, at the end of the day, the most important thing, right? Absolutely. Because it, it sounds like he tried many radios and uh, ended up with a particular set of radios that he's very happy with. And that's really all that matters. Man, Wes, this is so exciting. You're graduating. You already have a new job. You have all these new Yesus, and then you scored the deal of the century on that radio. Was a, that was a very good deal on those handouts. Yeah. So congratulations to you for for figuring that out. That's that's uh, very good. And that comes from Wes, KI5WES, uh, The Leatherman. The Leatherman. Thank you, Wes. What an exciting time. Oh, it's that. Uh, it's, it's both like chaotic a little scary you're leaving college you go from the world of like make-believe kind of in college mm -hmm. you have to go like have a job yeah and there's these preconceptions that you had that you are just shattered immediately and what you have to what is wrong? survive out of the big cruel world on your own Wes is gonna be fine yeah of course okay. Wes is gonna yeah. be fine i'm not talking about myself or anything like that <laughs> The next email is titled Best Wishes Following the Shooting, and this comes from Scott. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, on uh, Lunar New Year's Eve, mm -hmm. uh, there was a uh, gunman who went to two different Chinese dance studios mm -hmm. in the Alhambra Monterey Park areas. Those are probably the most densely populated Chinese areas of Southern California. Yeah. I mean, literally you go there and most of the businesses um, have Chinese on there. It's very little English, mostly Chinese. I need to add something because um, during the live stream, I wrapped everything up early in the after chat mm -hmm. and told everyone I am going to go now be a part of the Lunar New Year party that we were having. Yes. People assumed that we were going somewhere to a party. No. And that we no, yeah. might have been in close proximity to the shooting. Mm, mm. Now, we get lots of messages when there's wildfires and earthquakes yes. all up and down California. People yes. message us, which we really appreciate. Thank you for caring about us. But this is actually kind of close to us where this happened. Yeah. And it was also actually, culturally related to, you know, your family and everything. It was actually um, really close to my brother's house. It, really like, close. Like blocks away from my brother's house. So um, it, it was, uh, it shook me, actually. Did it? Yeah. Really? It, it did. And uh, I'll read Scott's email and I'll kind of get into it. Okay. Um, Leah and Josh, just writing to let you know that you were the first people I thought of when I heard about the terrible shooting in Monterey Park. Well, thank you. I appreciate We do appreciate really the care. Really do appreciate yeah. it. Uh, this must be a devastating time for your community. Have you in my thoughts and wish, wish you much peace, Scott, KC8KBK. Uh, Scott, thank you so much. Um, and to everybody who expressed the same sentiments. Uh, so... 
my brother's house is relatively close to there. I have an app that um, that it, basically it's a combination of um, like people who who listen to police scanners to report. It's like right. it, it's uh, user populated news. And then um, there will be confirmations that come in through the police. What do they call that? They have a name for that where it's like socially generated content. User, user generated. Content. Oh, okay. That's a, right. that's a word that we can use. Okay. <laughs> so the, um, so when it came through, mm-hmm. I like, I immediately was like, Oh my gosh, this is really close to your house. My brother was here at our house right. for the party. Right. And um and he's like, I don't see anything about that. And I'm like, oh, that's because it's the news hasn't even picked it up to publish anything yet. Right. This, this is, is like literally somebody listening roots, yeah. to to a scanner. Mm-hmm. And he kind of blew me off. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Oh, maybe it's not real. Um and then the news reports started coming in. Right. Uh, then it turns out my best friend, Sarah, that I talk about on the podcast quite a bit, um, her, her dad and stepmom, uh, her late father were a part of that dance studio. Her stepmom is still a teacher at that dance studio. That studio. That that was involved in the shoot. Right. Yeah. She was supposed to be at that party. The mother. Yes. The stepmom. And she had just last minute decided not to go. That's and Crazy. she basically she knew the people who were killed the the whole thing um and as we understand it it was um a situation where um the shooter and his wife were a part of the um, ballroom dance is actually very popular in the older chinese population that's why there were so many ballroom studios within a certain radius right. of each other right And um, so they were both a part of the ballroom dance community out there. Sure. Well, um, there was some allegations of infidelity and supposedly a party at one of the studios that he wasn't invited to for whatever reason, but his wife was. That's a little weird. Yeah. And I, I'm assuming it was the infidelity thing that caused him to snap. Oh, sure. Right. Um, and then what ended up happening is he he went to a second dance studio after the first dance studio. Right. Where people there actually wrestled the gun out of his hand. I think there was a video of this, actually. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, but they didn't catch him. He got away. Mm-hmm. And so the next day, it's very common on Lunar New Year, especially for uh, Chinese, Vietnamese, and and some other um, Asian ethnic groups to go and go to temples or go to... You're supposed to live, uh, not cleanly, but like live the way you'd like the rest of your year to be. Right. And a lot of people will go to festivals and two of the largest festivals, Alhambra, Monterey Park. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of times these dance studios are a part of the stage entertainment. Mm -hmm. And so I had considered going somewhere. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we're not 
we're not going anywhere. So right. we ended up going to play pickleball <laughs> locally. <laughs> um, and I rollerbladed. Yeah, I, I do really enjoy pickleball. So, um, and, but by, by that morning, and I, I think everybody's me- heard me mention my, uh, my good friend who is currently the mayor of our city. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also a police officer and he was called into work because where he is a police officer is where the guy ended up in his right. white van it, where and they he were is surrounding it, that city. him. Yeah, yeah. Right. And uh and so you can actually see him on the news coverage, but we're like, they called you out on on New Year's? Like of all of the people to so call now you're out. You're gonna be going call, you're gonna get called out every day for the rest of the year. To a very dangerous situation yeah, very because dangerous. you literally when you have a gunman like that it's it's actually kind of rare for them to not have just committed suicide yeah because he's got like nothing to lose at right, right 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 so you you just don't know if that van is gonna be like Could loaded be with of, explosives like, right, right. like you just don't know what the intent is is he gonna try to go out in a blaze of glory shooting at everybody like mm-hmm. you just you don't no know idea. yeah and um and so like he was actually um sending updates from while he was out there mm-hmm. we were all super scared for him you know it was just uh, probably one of the most worrisome new years i've had oh it's crazy but, yeah. but the probably the a shooting that has hit closest to home mm-hmm. you know so yeah. um yeah we're uh our deepest sympathies to everyone um who lost a loved one in that shooting and um thank you everybody for oh yeah the, everybody for the the yeah. care and the comments that we got we 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 got i i got a decent amount yeah and i you know i i try to give context with a lot of it right it's you know the the party we meant was at her home we weren't going anywhere and, and traditionally it's always at you know an aunt or uncle's home when this is our first year hosting it yeah so it was you know a, a quiet family event right yeah at the same time i don't know did you see the video of little saigon the fight that broke out oh was it at mile square park no it was at the uh temple we went to oh that's a massive temple like a couple of years ago is massive it, fight broke out is it the same temple that um that did the ceremony the funeral ceremonies for my grandparents I don't know because I don't think I went to the temple. Mm. You, uh, the the white temple down on the south side of Bolsa. I mean, they're all okay. Um, like all of the like statues across are... the street from Lianhua. It's oh. on the west side. Oh, of... I'll have to just see the anyway, video. Okay, yeah. This was a very. I know I'm saying west and north and south and too late. That is like, oh, that is the worst thing I could do. Turns right out that that's seventy percent genetic. No way. Yes. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Like knowing north, like north is easy. I think a lot of people can get north. Mm. But like if I say, oh, it was due south of blah, blah, blah. Like that throws you into a tizzy. Not a tizzy. No, it, I mean, I like. I have gotten much better at it. Is it because of me? No. Because um, I speak in, in longitudinal coordinates on the daily. 
or not longitudinal. I don't know what you call it, like compass. I actually, use, I, I use think a compass. It's to... actually, it's actually looking at maps that has made me better. You've been looking at a lot of maps. You get like, into atlases. No, <laughs> like Google Maps. And stuff oh, like oh that. Google yeah. Maps. Oh, oh, the Google, the Google Maps. Though okay. I didn't. Probably geography was like one of my worst classes when I was in school. I was very good in geography. Yeah, that was. I just. You know, not so good in math though. I can tell. I'm just... That's also that has been partially genetic. Ongoing. Leia believes that uh, math is a genetic trait that you can pass on, which is completely insane to me. Do you know sure. why it's insane? Why? Because math doesn't exist. Like we made it up. Mm -hmm. Humans made it up. I'm saying that um, the the mental skills required to be good at math are mm -hmm. genetic. I. Uh, there are many things I'm good at that are math adjacent or part of math. But just a different... not math. I... See, you know, Edison got my math skills, but mm -hmm. got your spelling skills. What blows my mind is that this kid can read the vast majority of words. He doesn't that's, get. That's me. I can read all the things. I just can't spelling. spell. Yeah, I hate spelling. For anything. Yeah. Literally cannot spell rice. His favorite Okay, food. well, that's insane. Like, I can spell rice. I He's six. <laughs> I can do that. I had him literally I have that. write rice over and over again. Then the moment I erased the board and asked him to write rice. Okay. He spelled it wrong. I just okay. Why there? Why this? <laughs> I, okay, this is this is a part of me where like I, I'm not going to pretend like I understand people that learn English as a second language or anything like that. But there are words in our English language that just don't sound the way they're spelled. Mm -hmm. And to me, that drives me nuts because I'm very much like I just want to be efficient and get to the point and blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And there's all this lineage and history with words that just pisses me off. It, it always has bothered me. So much so, like I just, I just don't know that very well. I don't remember the word, like the the rules that you have to remember, like for some words. It's like it just it just drives me nuts. It drives me <laughs> up the wall. All right. I just want to get to doing. Get get me to the Got the it. doing part of yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. thank you, thank you, editor, for yeah. for uh, all of your 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 service well thank you everyone for for your concerns about us we are safe our family is safe um it did impact people obviously in our in our community uh, it did yeah like literally people you know yeah not even kevin bacon levels like one yeah. degree of separation yeah so the next email <laughs> is titled sorry for the movie suggestion and ham shack hotline and this is from Greg, Greg, the person who suggested white noise. <laughs> that and I... the best part about that movie recommendation <laughs> was we found out that there was the post-apocalyptic other movie that we didn't watch. And he was like, oh, no, it was no. radio related. Right, right. The other one was radio related. Right. And then we're, and he was like, no, no, no. I meant the, the other one, the one you yeah. watched. And we're like, really? <laughs> we were giving you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> He this was we, our bad. Yeah, we made this, this is, mistake. No, no. This is all did. on us. Yeah. Nope, nope. We were right on the money. First off, I just wanted to say sorry for the movie recommendation, White Noise. <laughs> I love Adam Driver. He, he was great. I, his uh, wife's character was pretty good. He although... kind of always plays the same guy, though. What? 
Yeah. He went, Kylo Ren was the same guy as the yeah. dad Kylo, from White Noise? Kylo Ren is essentially the person he was on Girls, but uh, uh, but in Star Wars land. <laughs> okay. Was he really angry in Girls? Yes. Was he? Uh-huh. I never watched Girls. I had no inclination to watch that, but. But White Noise, he plays a completely different... No, no. He might just play the character he played on Girls as a suburban dad. <laughs> That's... He, he uh, like, freaks me out a little bit because he reminds me of my dad. Oh, he's very lumbering. He's like my dad. Like, yeah. just reminds me of my dad so much. Whenever I watch him, I'm like, this is like my young father walking around it, it freaks me out and it's like sometimes when he is delivering lines it's like did you hear the line before it no <laughs> you know? so um okay so talking about white noise by the way this is also kind of like in the name of the wind i'm not really going to recommend people watch this uh um... it is a movie in it is it is a movie that is literally three very distinct and different parts. Well, that's how the book is written, too. Then they did a good job, I guess. So the book is actually a book from the 1980s that is... It looks like it. It's um, a partial commentary on society, right? Josh did not like it. Um, it wasn't... No, what... I, liked, I liked the first half. I liked the second. Did not like the third. It, um, I actually do like the movie. Not in, it's not a movie. Not in a traditional sense. Not in the way that you're like, I would really want to watch that again. No, this is not a movie you watch again. I liked it in the sense that it really stuck with me. It's only coming back to me right now. It's, it was like a puzzle I wanted to unpack because okay so it much did have it, that it did have that when we were watching it i literally wanted to get to the end of it because like, i was like what I is don't, happening like how is this going to end like what yeah. is this even it, it's it's very much like that uh leonardo dicaprio jennifer lawrence movie that we just watched. don't look up that stuck with me that is very much a i have to get to the end of this yeah yeah it really stuck with me so the first part of the movie he is very much like him in his day job kind of thing where he is a professor, a tenured professor. That the is, dialogue is just so bonkers, though. It's very, it's not how human beings speak to each other. But he is a professor who has a very specific niche where he is an expert on Adolf Hitler. And Don Cheadle, who plays a, a good character, right? Because technically he's, he's the one that gives him, he's not technically, he is the one that gives him the gun, right? Yes. Uh, during the second part of the the movie, he is a professor on Elvis, and the talk that they do, where where so theatrical. Driver disappears, and you think he's done. Like he kind of pats him on the shoulder, and, he, and then it comes back as like a crescendo of this Adolf Hitler thing, and it was just bonkers, totally bonkers. That part, I was like, this is crazy. Like this is, wild. I think it, it. I think it was a mockery of what college had become. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. 
I'm not these, all the social commentaries niche were, studies right, right. like yeah absolutely I'm, I'm not taking it as someone who is of the sciences I was very much like yes I, I get like if you're going. into Sundance films this is probably one you would enjoy yeah because Sundance films are not like it's, it's for very well produced consumption it's, it's very well produced the visuals of like they had to get all those vehicles that were period specific. They spent so much money on that movie and made very little on it. Okay. There was one scene in the movie when you hit the second part, when they're all evacuating because of the the disaster. Every home, whomever is driving that car, hits the trash cans. Yes. And <laughs> I was laughing hysterically. And <laughs> I was just watching every car barrel out of the driveway and hit those freaking trash cans. And it cracked me up so hard. And you know that they're like, no, we have to hit all the goddamn trash cans in this thing. It was just so funny. That was that was good. That for that part. <laughs> well, Greg says, I thought your take on how to prep the wrong way from the mid part of the movie would be interesting for the prepper corner. Uh, I can see that now. I can see that now. And they did. They they were like. It was... There was one of their kids was very prepared. The boy. Though. Yeah, the boy. Yeah. Who so. ended up being like the the spokesperson for what was going on because he was so in tune and paying attention to the disaster ended up being like holding holding court if you will like was was talking to people about what was happening and that was right. that was and a I, thing I that do happens, I do want to from this movie I do want to caution people when you are preparedness minded it becomes very easy like cuz there's only so much you can prep like and at any one time or at any one budget yeah. There is only so much you can do. So then people in the preparedness community start bartering on news. Do, do you know what I mean? Every every single thing that comes up. And I find myself doing this, too. It's, it's like, it's, it's how, an, do you prepa- how do you prepare for this? This news points to this much more tragic potential outcome. How would I prepare for that? I, I and, call it volume or intensity. Like, you have to keep the intensity up mm-hmm. at all times so that you have the drive to continue to be prepared. Right. The volume must always be cranked in this one specific area for your mind to be like, oh, I have this drive or feeling to be prepared. Right. Versus it's just something that, like, I do because I know that if I was without, I would be more unhappy than I am at this moment. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a... I don't know, a semblance of normality that you have to build into it. But I really want to caution people when you move into this um, this news vigilance and the uh, the bubble that is preparedness, that when you have these conversations, you realize that a lot of the people start falling into the because to be prepared you have a mindset that you are doing something that other people are not doing and that you are building skills that other people do not have right i guess i guess i i, I you, see you, where you're going i'm and i'm, I'm, I, I'm I just walking with you caution everyone to don't start falling into the i'm going to believe everything that i read even if 
like it's not realistic because I want to I want to believe I know something that other people do not okay, know. Okay, yeah. Okay, so we ended up in the same spot. Look at the 24 hour 24 hour news cycle. Yeah. It always must be high volume, high intensity. Mm-hmm. Because if you are not enraged, you will not watch. Mm-hmm. If there's not something that is making you upset about something, then you're not going to watch this. Right. If you need this force, this emotional feeling to prepare, then you might want to reconsider why you're doing it. Right. Right. It, it's not necessarily supposed to be because Mount St. Helens could blow at any moment. Or there could be a comet that will crash on right. Earth, right? It should just be because I, you could have lived through situations like I have, which is just a simple earthquake, a decently sized earthquake, but whatever. Um, or have read the stories of people who have been through harrowing experiences, and then you said, like, if they had this, they would have had an easier time at that. Right. That's really what it should be based on, not this intensity. Mm-hmm. And there's so much intensity. Right. It's it's marketing. It, it is all marketing. <laughs> if you get right down to it, right? I think. I, I guess. Yeah. Where you're don't going. don't uh, don't fall into the preparedness hole where you've gotten so far into it that you almost want a disaster yes. to happen. Yes. Yes. Go into it so that you're preparing, so you have peace of mind that you are prepared in case something happens. And and you can you can never be, I guess, all the way prepared for everything. Right. And since everything is completely out of your control, the only thing you have control of is like what you have either a skill for or the capabilities via the things you have. Right. But at the same time, those things can then subtly own you over time if mm-hmm. you go too hard. I mean, there was an entire reality TV series based on Doomsday, Doomsday Preppers. Preppers. I, I literally know people that were on that show. I know people. And you can tell that those people are just like hoping for a disaster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that's that's the wrong way to go about I mean, for anything. A, a, really. For as much intensity as you have for for preparing, also have it for just living a happy life in which a disaster never happens <laughs> you know well like, i mean we all live in areas that have some kind of disaster right possibility no, i mean like apocalyptic disaster well i mean yeah okay sure yep well greg continues i agree the movie was off the wall in the second half I hope the Barbie movie later this year will be much better, which was written by Noah Baumbach, who directed White Noise and directed Greta Gerwig, who starred in White Noise. The the last third of the movie, it's the movie is distinctly three parts. Yes. The third part is just like, what is happening? What does this have to do with like? And I, uh, and maybe I'm dense, and I just mi- I don't know. There, there are so many parts of the movie that continue all the way through it, like the pills, the the wife is taking. Yeah, right. That's a huge part. It's it, it's it is the entire story arc of the movie, but it is still very much three separate scenes, th- segments of the movie. Yeah, it's, three different acts. That is the right word. Yeah. Acts. Well, Greg says, my question for you, Josh, what is with this Hamshack hotline thing? I don't see how it 
relates to ham radio exactly other than people who are way too into VoIP networking. Maybe you can do a video on it sometime. I could buy yet another toy for the shack, but not seeing its usefulness yet and seeing if you can shed some light on it. Um, everything you said is accurate. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not ham radio other than it is ham radio people on a VoIP network that okay. you can access for free. Okay. You could you can buy it. Got a, it. You you hit the nail on the head then, Greg. Yeah, you you can buy a a very inexpensive Cisco VoIP phone on the mm -hmm. internet and you can do a little bit of work on it and you will have the capability to talk to other hams if you wanted to which, you know, some people enjoy. And again, this goes back to this whole point of like, if you enjoy the thing you're doing, it doesn't matter what other people think about it or mm -hmm. really if it's practical. Nobody really cares but you in your enjoyment of that thing. It's, it is, in my mind, it is similar to Echolink. Okay. Uh, Echolink has more <coughs> usable practicality, but whatever. Um, yeah, if you enjoy it, that's that's all. It's it's VoIP. It's a VoIP network. Well, Greg says seventy three, and I'll be sure to include proper ratings for my next movie recommendation. Maybe we need a site like Does the Dog Die? But instead, would the prepper survive? Thanks for all you do. Have a good winter field day, dude. Well, that's legit. You, Greg. Like you know, if a movie's hardcore, if a dog dies, oh man, yeah, like that is brutal. I am legend still with will smith still i, I don't know messes that I with it. oh my gosh it's a it is go a, hug your dog dude that dog was like clutch too in so many parts of that movie um that movie is a remake of the omega man starring charlton heston all right well don't spoil it for me or it's i the am next... the one <laughs> the i am the one i think is yeah anyway it doesn't matter the next email is titled wild hams in close proximity and this comes from leonard Dear Leia and Josh, greetings from Central Texas. I'm a longtime listener and got my technician license during the panoramic thanks to your videos and ham study. Congratulations. Congratulations. I decided to brave the email correspondence tower today because my neighbor is in the process of putting up a vertical antenna about 100 yards from my QTH. With this discovery, I'm at an impasse and have two questions that I was hoping to get both of your opinions on. Okay. Firstly, what is the best way to introduce myself? I was thinking of either throwing bow fangs over his fence mm -hmm. until he gets the idea that this is my turf and he needs to back off. Or do I take said bow fangs, make a bouquet as if they were plucked from a field as a peace offering or welcome gift, as I fear losing my stockpile of future currency. I hope you can help me with the right direction. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is very funny. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. So I, I know, I, I want to believe that was a joke, right? Yeah, you go over and say, hey, so you're a ham. I'm a ham too. That is definitely all the Bake things. Bake a balfang into, into a, a cake, cake like, like a it's jail. No, I was thinking like a king's cake, but okay. <laughs> this is very different baking things into cakes concept. I was going king cake, but we we definitely were on the surprise. same route. You could do a surprise cake. Mm -hmm. I saw recently somebody made a horrific cake <laughs> that had a whore on it. They took 
that they took a store-bought cake and they were like, we're really going to jazz this up. Took a shot glass, shoved it in the middle of the cake to pull the the middle of the cake out. What? Okay. Filled it with sprinkles. Oh, the whole which is entirely sprinkles. Disgusting. The horrible. Sprinkles are disgusting. a nightmare. Disgusting. Right? And then covered it in sugar-free Cool Whip. Oh, what? And then she cut into it. The sprinkles didn't fall out. She had to stick her finger in it to get the sprinkles to fall out. <laughs> what a nightmare. But you could do that without the sprinkles. <laughs> that, that sugar-free Cool Whip really offset the diabetes of the setter. Good job. Uh, Nobody likes eating the sprinkles. No one likes eating sprinkles. That's why they're sprinkled. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and not coated. <laughs> it is It is for the aesthetics. Exactly. That is what sprinkles are. Okay. Here is, here's all you got to do. You go up to the house. You knock on the door. And you say, hey. Want to play radio? <coughs> do you want? Do, I'm sorry. Do you want to build an antenna? No, you say, "Hey, I, I, I can see your antenna from your house. I'm your neighbor. I'm also a ham." And then you just give your call sign. Yeah. How, how you doing? You like, just keep dropping QSL cards every day on the door, right? <laughs> until he figures out. The, uh, I, I, I think the whole like mark your mark my turf thing is kind of a, a concept of potentially build a taller antenna. Yes, until <laughs> have an antenna one, until, off until one must talk to the other individual. Just keep going higher <laughs> in, in a competition that never ends until one must broker the silent break the silence. <laughs> yes, in true ham radio fashion. Now, I mean, it's. He's not really going to affect your radios other than like if you're on the same frequency, you're just going to hear him because of the capture effect. If it's VHF, UHF or whatever, and you're on FM, it's it's fine. Like, go have a go have a talk with a guy and like, you know, just say like, hey, um, I, I I'm your neighbor and I, I noticed the antenna. I'm also a ham radio operator. Boom. That's it. Awesome. Yeah. Overthinking it is probably the the, the thing we shouldn't do. <laughs> Second, and probably the more relevant question, is there anything I can do to help prevent interference between our two stations? As a newer ham, I would hate to be the cause of RFI unknowingly. I am not sure what type of equipment my neighbor has, but I have a Comet VHF UHF and an MFJ and Fed half wave. Well, first, you turn off all your touch lamps. Just right. unplug them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're most likely not going to inf- interfere with him unless you're on the same frequency as him. You you could potentially, depending on the power that you're putting out, because um, he only mentioned the antennas, not the radios. Mm-hmm. Uh, most likely, it doesn't really matter. All right. I guess you'll find out really quick if it does. Well, Leonard signs off. Thank you so much for all the work you two put into the podcast. It makes my workday much more enjoyable. Thanks again, Leonard, KI5NLC. The you. reality is that when you introduce yourself, you're, you'll probably just say something like, hey, you know, if, if I'm causing you any interference, you know, let me know. Mm. Fair. I, I don't know. I... there's kind of no point in saying it when when you know that there's a ham in the same neighborhood as you it's just kind of like yeah we're we're probably gonna interfere occasionally all right no faux here's the thing no faux pas don't get upset about it 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 could happen 
Yeah. Um, and if it if it does happen enough that it's something that you both acknowledge, you just be like, oh, I notice we're on the same repeater. That's what it could be. That's all it simply could be, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, nothing more serious than that. And and at the end of the day, it, it, it doesn't really matter because you're still hearing them when they're transmitting. Yeah. All right. Well, best of luck to your new Good luck. best Good, uh, Good luck. best ham friend. Yeah. I nice. mean, <laughs> treat it as a positive. The next email is titled Comic Hams, and this comes from volunteer podcast co-producer Nathan. Dear Josh and Leia, I just wanted to take a moment to thank you both for the laughs and fun that you bring to your podcast. Thank you. As a listener, I always look forward to tuning in and hearing your latest episode. Well, thank you for laughing. Thank you. If you're laughing along with us, then that is also, I think Leia would take that as a, a good thing for the podcast. I also wanted to share some information with you about a unique partnership that took place in 1986. The ARRL partnered with Archie Comics to create Archie's Ham Radio Adventure. This comic book series was created to educate young people about the world of amateur radio and to encourage them to get involved in the hobby. And Nathan has provided a PDF. I'm not entirely sure how I will get this PDF onto the Discord. If it's small enough size, you can just upload it. Okay, perfect. That so well, head Nathan over to the HRCC uh, podcast mm-hmm. channel in the HRCC Discord. Yes, and uh, you can take a look at uh, the ARRL's outreach in 1986. Once again, thank you for all the entertainment and education you provide. Keep up the great work. Best regards, K one. M-A-Z, Nathan and Southern Vermont. P.S. A-R-D-73. Here are some inspirational quotes to keep oh, you motivated. Oh, Yes. They're back. Happy to have them. The only limit to our realization of tomorrow will be our doubts of today. Franklin D. Roosevelt. Believe okay. you can and you're halfway there. Theodore Roosevelt. Don't like let yesterday take up too much of today. Will Rogers. I like that too. If you're interested, the above email was written by ChatGPT. The bots are taking over the world. Is that true? I watched a guy. I could fall down a deep, dark hole of ChatGPT. I watched a guy train ChatGPT to write emails in his voice. What? Yes. He had sent... um, like sample emails of what he would normally write mm-hmm. so that chat GPT would mimic that. Very interesting. That's scary. Yeah. My favorite thing to do is to ask it to make me a poem about a really niche subject, very specific. I'm surprised how well it steals other people's techniques and wording to make it come out so well. Josh and Leia, a team so true with dedication that shines bright and new. Each week they record a podcast with care for all their listeners. They are always there. Through sickness and troubles, they persevere. (laughs) Injuries happen, but they never steer. Leia may not know the answers yet, but she wings it with grace without a fret. For their love of ham radio, they strive to bring joy and knowledge To all who arrive, Leia studies for her license. She'll begin, but the podcast will never, ever end. Together, they make a dynamic duo with passion that will always continue to grow. Josh and Leia, a husband and wife team, their dedication and inspiration, it seems. That's that's beautiful 
Nate and Chat GPT. Well done. Thank you. It's <laughs> <clears throat> so flawless. Like, it feels ironic. Yeah. yeah. The the grow line didn't connect, but yeah. uh and Jake, volunteer podcast co-producer, also chimed in. I thoroughly enjoyed your subject line, Nate. It made me laugh out loud. 73s. Jake, K-O-4-J-U-Z. This is a, a very produced podcast. Yes. Many Thank producers. You. Thank you, everyone, Thank you. for Thank you, Jake. Uh, chiming in there. The next email is titled HRCC Podcast. Uh, yes, this you have, you have come to the right place. And this is from Ben, not our son Ben, a different Ben. Okay. Yeah. Josh and Leia, I've been watching HRCC on YouTube for a few years, and I just started listening to the podcast. I got my technician license back in 2001 as a freshman at Penn State. We'll give it to you. Congratulations. And served as club president of the Penn State Amateur Radio Club, K3CR, for two years. Though don't think too highly of that, I took over the position a month or so into my freshman year as nobody else wanted the job at the time. As you, is you many know volunteer you know things. Well, don't out yourself on that. Yeah. Like, just take the take it, man. Put it on your resume. You deserve the By credit. By the way, people put your call sign on your resumes. Mention that. That's a skill you've learned. Do it. After college, I didn't stay active in ham radio. What? Okay, delete the email. <laughs> but I did keep my license renewed. Okay. I found HRCC a few years ago when I started looking up information on APRS for a weather station project yes, I was considering building, but haven't yet. It's still on the to-do list. All the videos on how 10 meters is getting active have me looking at HF radios to get on the technician portion of the band and maybe even upgrade to general. That's the trick. That's the that's all we're trying to do. Just trick you into getting your general. From the videos, I know Josh was in Scouts and your son is currently in Scouts. Mm -hmm. uh, Cub Scouts, I think. Yes, both of our kids are in Scouts. Yes. Uh, I went all the way through Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts and never left after I turned 18. Wow, that's fantastic service. I worked a summer as a Philmont Ranger in college, and during and after college, I served as an assistant scoutmaster, then the then troop committee member, then district committee member, and now I'm the committee chair for a Sea Scout ship. Sea Scouts? That's amazing. Scouts on the sea scare me. The <laughs> Seaborn Scouts? Sea Scouts. Then they have to fight the Jersey Shoremen. <laughs> no, the Jersey Shoremen stay on shore. Yeah, that when they come to port. Oh man, that's a that's a big problem. But they're only occasional. So that's true. That's yeah. true. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Mainly the, on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> the scouting connection is what prompted me to email you. I have an idea to pitch to Josh: a soda activation at the Philmont Scout Ranch during Jamboree on the air. I think that would be very a very popular contact for scouts to make during Joda. I'm a member of the Philmont Staff Association, the Staff Alumni Association of Philmont, and I know how the ranch works and where to start to try to set this up if it's something Josh and others would be interested in. This could be something new, oh, something for a few years down the road. Thanks, Ben. KB3HCT. That's okay. fantastic. Oh, Order of the Arrow. Oh, okay. 
New oh, he's in the cult. Freedom Council. <laughs> oh, he's the chief engineer of Sea Scout Ship 25. Whoa. That's Man, Ben, cool. that is that is a kind of dedication we need from more scouts, honestly. Um, so Jamboree's in August, I believe. So, uh, yeah, that would be. So Philmont is in New Mexico, the Philmont ah, Scout uh, camp. Gotcha. So that's not far from me at all. Now, of course, I will say, like, you have all the accolades and capabilities to make this happen on your own. You don't need me to do it, right? Of course. But what if I did, you know, yeah, I would I would be interested in this. So you can email me. By the way, everybody can email me at josh at hamtactical.com. Just keep in mind, if you email me over there, it's not going to end up on the podcast. We've talked about this. But, um, no, this, this would be something I'd be interested in. Oddly enough, um, this is totally apropos of what this weekend's live stream is going to be. This weekend's live stream is going to be on Can We Pass the Scouting Merit Badge for Radio? Do you know what the Sea Scouts are, though? I I do not. For over 100 years, Sea Scouting has promoted better citizenship and improved members' boating skills through instruction and practice in water safety, boating skills, outdoor social service experiments experiences not experiments rating and boarding (laughs) and knowledge of our maritime heritage it's for it's co-ed for scouts from 14 to 20 years old see now if we get the san diego uh explorers hooked up with the sea scouts oh man we could get a whole narco stoppable we could get a whole narco enforcement bureau set up (laughs) to stop the overseas trans transport of drugs into the united states yes that's this could you be, can only fight evil with good but also violence and uh, yes and, and apparently teenagers. a little dereliction and, of responsibility from adults and apparently teenagers yeah and apparently teenagers <laughs> give it a swath of things that they should not be doing I, i'm kidding of course this goes way back to the the whole explorers thing in yes. san diego um, I, I love, I love this. This is awesome. Good. Super cool. I, it's scouting has so many interesting avenues that, that it, it's not as deep as ham radio with the depth, but uh, they go into so I many think interesting you'd be areas. surprised. No, I'm, I'm always surprised. The sea scouting thing surprised. There's me. now a series of STEM badges. I've got it. The radio badge. It's right here. I'm looking yeah. at the, I, I literally <laughs> am holding the mirror badge book. All right. And now. It's time. It's the final email. Oh, yeah. This email is titled First CW Poda, and it comes from Stuart. Okay. Hi, Leanne, Josh. Haven't checked in for a while, but I figured I had a radio milestone to share. Someone gave us a gift certificate for a hotel on the beach on the Oregon coast. So my wife and I conned her mother into watching the boys, and we spent two nights on the beach a few weeks ago. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Tell me your secrets. Tell me about conning mothers. (laughs) Tell me your secrets. Into watching boys. Yeah, please. (laughs) That's... Um, we're kidding. Our yeah. our moms would love it. They're, they're just, they're like. Would they? Yeah, absolutely. So why are we leveraging this capability more? Uh, just... Why don't we leverage it to the point that they no longer are excited <laughs> by it? No. 
Let's let's they let's miss stress, the boys so much let's all the stress time. The boundaries no. that we're capable no. of achieving because then I would then miss the we boys. could go on the, the the cruise without the boys. No, I want to go on the cruise with the boys. <laughs> they are so excited. You fool! You fool! It's just it's just for the weekend. I just don't know how you would do the stream on Saturday. There is a the video of like a dad in Hawaii. And you see him happily talking with his wife, who has the phone video going, and the older a son, an older son, yeah. <laughs> rolls up on them playing an ukulele, and you just see the joy from his face just fall away. <laughs> that he came along on the trip, and and dad didn't know, and I, I never more in that moment identified <laughs> with another human being. <laughs> Just like I'll, I want to go on a vacation with you, not the boys. I love the boys. Love the boys. Love them. We should, we should talk with the moms, the grandmothers. Okay, Let's, we should do this. It's good. It's good for us. It's gonna be good. But you always have the stream on the weekends. It's well, we can figure it out. It's fine. <laughs> But I want them to also, go on a cruise. Also, I don't know why you think that because I have a stream that the boys need to be there. <laughs> so if that... anything, they make the streams harder. <laughs> well, then I could go off with them and have fun instead of going off by myself you while you're having a stream. You on the stream. But I'm on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring this nautical-themed pashmina afghan for anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stuart continues. On the 14th, we hiked out to Tillamook Head in Escola uh, State Park. Good. After. <laughs> Good. Am I not saying them right? I don't know. You stuttered on it, so I'm guessing probably not the best, but. After dodging a bunch of blown down Sitka spruce that were blocking sections of the trail, made the summit of Clark's Mountain where William Clark of Lewis and Clark fame purportedly said, I behold the grandest and most pleasing prospect which my eyes ever surveyed. That was apparently on his way to purchase some blubber from a beached whale in Cannon Beach while they were over winter. Then he, then he shot a guy with an air rifle. <laughs> At Fort Clatsop. <laughs> what a name for a fort. The wind was blowing like crazy on top, but we set up a tarp on the lee of a little rise and had a snack. A snack, you said? After... <laughs> I'm intrigued by snacks. After our snack, my wife helped me yeet my KM4 yes! ACK and fed half wave into a tree. And I got down to one of the more intimidating things in my as yet short ham radio journey. I set up the FT-891, my Write in the Rain notebook, and my recently minted K6 ARK 3D printed CW paddles and got down to business. I got up a spot I got a spot up and pretty soon they trickled in. Got a few on 40 meters, then it dried up. I could see my wife was cold and bored, so I thought to try 20 meters. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But the band seemed packed. On 15 meters, 
I kicked the power up to 40 watts and updated my spot. Before I knew it, I was running a little bit of a pileup and had 12 contacts in a matter of minutes. My hand felt like a club in the cold wind, so I called QRT and we packed up and rolled out. <laughs> your, your wife is a patient woman. Everyone I made a contact with was fabulous. I'm not good at CW. The two contacts that broke from the very basic exchange lost me quickly. But every single person came down to my speed and gave me as many repeats and fills as I needed to get them in the log. Most of them kept their keyer speed up and gave me a Farnsworth spacing, which was absolutely oh, perfect nice. for me. I can't say how much I have appreciated the way CW operators help each other out. I love that story. That is really nice. That is and awesome. It sounds like a wonderful trip. It, it is a for, heartwarming for story you. that I hope that I have when I activate upload <laughs> for the first time with CW. On a related note, I just finished my most complex kit build to date, a QCX mini my wife got me for Christmas. That is not, yeah, that it's a, there's some challenging parts on that for sure. I have the Thomas Witherspoon recommended battery bank to power it and a K6 ARK and fed half wave to get the wobblies out with. So I'm excited to get in the field. On a other, another related note, you have QRP-related shirts and CW-related shirts. When are you going to put out a QRP-CW shirt? How niche will you go? I was thinking TU-72EE in Morse would be pretty sweet. Just a thought. Uh, okay, so walk me through that again. The merch idea is uh, thank you. T-U-72-E-E. -E. I don't even know what that means. Dit, dit. Shave and a haircut. Dit, dit. Okay. It's literally what the dit, dit is. Cool. So thank you. 72 is QRP. Okay. And E-E -E is, this is all very CW. What do you okay. Think? Well, thank you again, Stuart, for uh, the recommendation and sharing that fantastic trip you had uh stuart signs off best stuart thank you thank Appreciate you it. well i think that is it for the podcast this week everybody lady do you have anything you want to mention any any announcements 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 no you don't announcements. No, no just keep announcements very short very short go ahead <laughs> so nothing from leah okay that's it well we'll be back again next week because if we don't make the podcast, that moves the doomsday clock one second closer. Wow. So Is that how that works? I, I think so. I think that's what we were told. So enjoy the Korean transit music. Thank you very much. 73.